Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Hi, everybody. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live on this 10th of March, 2019. Now, my voice sounds a little different. I got in a small crash this week. And, of course, I over-dramatically state things. Sometimes, and it wasn't a car crash. It was a go kart crash. <laughs> you know, Willa, if we was in another country, how they, they, they cut people's hands off for stealing, I can cut whatever finger you just used whenever you hit that crowd noise on me. But, Anyways, folks, how y'all doing? I hope y'all having a blessed Sunday. All that good stuff. Go fuck yourself. This is a... Y'all seen Antonio Clown get traded to the Raiders. LeBron going to L.A. Now this... Look, dude, I don't care about Antonio Clown. What a clown do whenever a clown gives money. Like old Shay Sharp said, he buy more makeup and turn into a bigger clown. And the Raiders, the Raiders, they're hoes as far as I'm concerned. Y'all downgraded from Mari Cooper to Antonio Clown. You know what? I'm not even going to call him Antonio Clown no more. That's disrespectful. And I'm a first-class scholar when it comes to respect-wise and things of that nature, so I'm just going to call him number 84. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure y'all heard Antonio. I mean, the, the number 84 went to the Raiders, and that, and I'm also sure y'all heard about Sean Porter being given a victory last night. That's bullshit. I call it spade a spade. I have no problems with Sean Porter whatsoever. I don't want to hear no nonsense about oh. You know, he didn't have his greatest performance because, you know, he's kind of weight-drained. And... No. No excuses. But it, number 84, though, what a clown. At least I know that I get Amari Cooper, who's going to be looking like Norbit and taking notes, always having a pencil and a, a second for somebody who doesn't in class as we all went to school or was that guy. Instead of dealing with somebody who called himself Mr. Big Chest. I don't know about you guys, but I never called nobody Mr. Big Chest. 
I don't care. And his sideshow antics are going to Oakland. This is a pretty trash city, to be honest. You know, I got family I live in, 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 Fair, in, in Hayward. And, you know, it's just trash over there. I like San Francisco a lot better. Much more classy for me taste. But anyways, I don't want to go there about number 84 and his situation. Good luck to him. Wish him the best. Maybe he's not that good. Maybe he just looked better, benefit getting balls from Ben Roethlisberger. Don't take that the wrong way. But anyways, so we had some boxing yesterday. We uh, obviously had another Cuban getting robbed, which seems to be yeah, I don't I don't know if like these American judges just kinda of do this to Cuban fighters because of like, you know, the whole history behind Cuba and the United States. If it's if it's becoming an old shtick, kinda of like in wrestling, whenever uh it's a pay per view not even pay per view event necessarily, but whenever you see the Mexicans and they got the they're out there but they're not usually out there, it's like, Oh yeah. Unwritten rule in wrestling is the Mexican announced table gets destroyed first. So I guess maybe that's what this is turning into in boxing. But number 84, you know, I can't believe that guy. He he ended up going to the Raiders and, and getting his way. And, yeah, I know that the the MAGA media is, is throwing a fit because he got his way and, you know, you signed the contract on it. I don't agree with that. Like, teams give a shit about a contract anyways. By the way, AB, went, number 84 went about it. It was all wrong in the whole the whole the whole thing he just he just went about it terribly, and I'm not a fan of that guy, and I don't care about number eighty four moving along so Cubans again robbed in boxing yet again. Sean Porter couldn't make weight and had to cut his hair just to make weight. Adrian Browner should have took that advice or should have had that advice when he uh fighter um y'all know who I'm talking about. When Bronner couldn't make weight by zero point four, and he just said "fuck it" and started drinking water at the win, like you know, he took that 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 fine or not fine, but money was taken away from him for not making weight, and the belt was stripped from him. Uh, he should have cut his beard, <laughs> should have shaved his beard, and probably would have saved that zero point four. Shave your beard and fart, you know. But number eighty four, that guy, I I don't understand why somebody is so. Uh, 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 such a egotistical, egotistical maniac. You get jealous because Juju Smith-Schuster was named MVP of the team and was getting getting shine while you're just a little guy, big mad at seeing somebody else shine. Remind me of Floyd, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't want to bore y'all with any more of my complaints for the day, and I wouldn't even call it that. But y'all know sometimes I like to let you in the mind of what goes on between me and uh, things that are inside and outside the lines of the square circle we see in the ring. So let's give a big drum roll announcement for the guy who is so good on the keyboard, funny-ass sound, whenever I don't, I don't plan on – they're not jokes. I ain't – I'm here all day, folks, whenever that laughter sound comes on. Willa just likes to be a little funny sometimes. But nonetheless, he's my brother from another mother. And my guy in which I hold – the tag team championships with here in this boxing w- world of podcasting. Take to Houston, Texas, to see what's going on with my guy D. Willow. D. Willow Wilson, what's going on? Good afternoon to you, good sir.
Bye. Yeah. I'll hit that crowd laugh on you right now whenever you can't figure out how to hit the mute button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how, what's up, uh, RC? JP, what's going on, man? Um, happy, happy. Uh, what is this? March tenth to everybody. Great night of box. Well, great night of boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, you know, we're just just to talk about uh, Brown. You know, well, funny. Just real quick. You know, it's, this is boxing, but we'll talk a little bit about that just real quick. Um. You say he didn't do it right, but did he get like thirty-one million guaranteed? So it sounds like sounds to me like he did it right. This is a business before anything. Uh, you know, when you got clowns like uh, you know, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger raping raping women, pointing the finger, whoa, whoa, you know, and getting and getting all the love. I mean, yeah, and getting all the love. That's what happens. Juju Smith, yeah, he had more catches, he had more yards, but he didn't have more touchdowns. So who really shined? Why would they give it to that guy? They were shading. They shaded uh, Bell. You know, wow. that, that Pittsburgh, they're very – they've been going down the drain. They're not a real team. And it all starts with the quarterback. When the quarterback's throwing shade, when people are trying to get – you know, never in the history of football have people been mad when their teammate is trying to get their money. But only there does it happen. Why? Because they've got a bitch as – a quarterback. Not not now when I say bitch, not saying Roethlisberger isn't good. He is very good. I'm not saying he isn't good. He's just the bitch. Somewhat like the bitch that is in LA. Great players, but sometimes they're bitching. So Gruden, who is also a bitch, he's getting he's at least he's paying my man. You know, after he got rid of Cooper, he got rid of those guys. He started his own thing and I ain't mad at it. But boxing, we named this show today. Uh, I think we're on, I don't know what episode we're on, but we're past 100 episodes. We're looking good. Name the show today, Porter Defeats Yugas. Hashtag, was it a robbery? Robbery in question marks. The zone's laundry mat, because there was a lot of washings going on on the zone. That's all it was, just so people getting washed. And the zone signing Triple G and even maybe Wilder. So we got a lot to talk about, man. I see we got uh, JP's on. I think my man Janelle's on. So got got a full full uh, lineup, and we're ready to go, man. And I'm glad you're alive, man. After crashing on Mario Kart, doing Mario Kart, I mean, <laughs> yo, I, if you see my snap or or or, or Instagram, you'd have seen I got first place twice. So obviously, the guy who wrecked into me fishtailed me by the my my. Hey, I got a question too. You yeah. called the uh, AB very egotistical and like self-centered. I don't. I mean, I've got the words, but I just had a question in my mind. Who do you think has the most selfies on Snapchat and uh, Instagram? You or or Brown? It damn sure ain't me. Who do you think takes the most? Who do you think takes the most? The most uh, I don't post selfies. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> don't listen to Willa. Y'all go ahead and look it up. RC underscore Presidente. You'll see RC nothing but sports. You want to see yeah, Ben's workout and and, uh, and edit it uh, <laughs> jump shot, edit the <laughs> jump shot post. Well, sometimes, but you know, you know we'll go to JP and Janelle right now. But let, let me ask you a question, guy. You over here is talking about Antonio Brown. He had more touchdowns, even though homeboy had other had more catches and more yards. You know, you played football a little bit. Y- y'all played football in Texas, right? So were you that guy on the team? Who is content with getting two touchdowns and maybe 
I don't know, 30 yards rushing? Or would you want to be the bell cow who gets about 15 carries for a buck 50 but no touchdowns? Um, the guy, usually the contracts, the guy that gets – well, I play quarterback, so I just shine, so I wouldn't matter about that. But usually when you're in the pros, the guy that gets the touchdowns is the one that gets the bonuses. You know, touchdowns is what wins games. So, you know, if you've got – a hundred more. If you got ten more catches than me and a hundred more yards, but I've got four more touchdowns, I ball's harder than you. It just is what it is, especially when you're the number two guy. But that's neither here nor there. You know, somebody yeah, you talking about Porter got about robbed. You're talking about Porter got robbed. All this nonsense. Uh, you know, let's yeah. get. We, we yeah. need to get yeah. to that because uh, it's not bullshit. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. And thanks for, you know, for the, for the wishes of my. My my health and well being and, and and things of that nature blah blah blah. But yeah. Anyways, let's take it to my good man JP. You know, me and JP had a pretty good podcast last week. We talked about you know music. We talked about basketball, and uh, we got all around. Y'all talking about non playoffs? Y'all talking about not making the playoffs? I think. Well, I don't know. Darren Fox had thirty eight and five last night, so or yesterday morning. But that's, who cares? But anyways, you try to interrupt my drum roll announcement for. My brother from SoCal, JP, what's good, my guy? How you doing this morning? Don't listen to none of that nonsense Will is talking about. Um, and I, I, if you're a Raider fan, I apologize. But, yeah, no, nah, I have a problem with that. Well, it's Sunday, and I always like to uh, make sure we're all thankful and praising the Lord if, if we do that. <clears throat> but it truly is a day the Lord has made. You know why? As a Raiders fan, I got to wait because no. there's great news. You know, in Gruden we trust. <laughs> I know you big we, Oh, in Gruden we trust. So it told me, like, the rebuilding process is going to be a one- to three-year window because, you know, you want to get A.B. the best out of A.B. You don't got time to do no five- to seven-year scope with a guy like A.B. So that let me know the Raiders' intentions are to win now. Um, Derek Carr, A.B., and uh, who will, Martavius Bryant, we, we locked and ready now. Now we just got to get us a solid running back, get that defense taken care of. Hey, the Raiders and John Gruden go, going to motherfucking Las Vegas. They said they expect to have a third of their um, – season ticket holders that come from California. And I'm thinking about getting me a little season ticket seat and seeing how much that costs. But the Raiders <laughs> are back. <laughs> All right. First LeBron um, out this, man. Oh, it, 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 it's great for me. You know, and as a, and I don't know if y'all remember the call from last weekend, but goddamn, it is not a boxing pundit in the sport who, who previewed Sean Porter and Ugas better than me. I've hit that shit spot on on the head. So, well, whenever y'all ready to get into it, we can get into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And congratulations to the Raiders. We don't know that, that shit. See, look at Willis. Willis, Willis just like number eighty. What is he doing? Hey, what do you say? You don't remember? What do you say? You don't remember? <laughs> All of a sudden, when something happens, we're like, oh, I called that. You know, the boxing Nostradamus, as he calls him, so that's fine. But, yo, guys, we all know how 
Well, I mean, unless you're a Sean Porter fan, pretty sure the rest of the boxing fan base worldwide is, I mean, it's got to be globally renowned that we, we don't enjoy Sean Porter's style of fighting whenever it's like a, a, a good matchup on paper. <clears throat> you would think that it'd be a great fight. Uh, like when, when Garcia fought Sean Porter, should have been a really good fight. Kind of whack, which Danny Garcia won, by the way. But I'm just saying, whenever it comes to a fight like with Adrian Broner and Porter, should have been good, turned out to be whack. And I, I'm not a hater on Sean Porter whatsoever. Even I don't like his daddy. But Sean Porter, yesterday to me, in my most humble opinion, I think that he got over on Ugas, and I think that he won the fight, or lost the fight yesterday, excuse me. Um, I think that he lost the fight, but was given the decision. And, you know, I, I I had to get the names of the judges again. Oh, You know what? Shame on me. I forgot we got Janelle on the line with us. Now, Janelle, you're a fighter. I'm just a, I'm just a guy. But don't, don't karate chop me or give me a, a Anderson Silva front kick. For one, it wouldn't be good. But for two, you know, because you know, we have different weight classes. So, you know, just be generous and nice to me whenever you see me because that was not on purpose, my friend. I'm still thinking about number 84 and how lucky JP is to have number 84. And LeBron James. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But let's take it to Janelle. I, I think he's in New York, but I don't know. He's he's always he's always got business booming, like somebody else we're talking about. Let's take it to JP and see what's going on. Wait, uh, Janelle, I'm sorry. Let's take it to Janelle. I'm all over the place right now, bro. Excuse me. So, um, hey, what's up? What's going on? Hello? Man? Talk to me, Janelle. How you doing, brother? What's good? What's good? What's good? Good morning. I'm chilling like a real old man here on the far east coast. How you doing? Fighting <sighs> last night or what? Yeah, yeah, we can go. I mean, well, we haven't started there. We just got to get a little intro going on, see where you at and all oh, that okay, good okay. stuff and how you doing. My bad, my bad, my bad. Well, you know, I'm good. That's good. Just chilling at the at the crib or what? What's going on with you this morning, man, or this afternoon? I'm sorry. Actually, my Panera bread. Actually, but you know, Janelle, I, you know, I never <laughs> went there before, but I've been wanting to go there because, for one, a lot of snowflakes be in there, and for two, I just don't know what I would order. When that's why Janelle like, in well, there. Oh, chicken well, avocado melt. That's like that's what I'm eating right now. Actually, what's it called? Chicken avocado melt. I love it. Man, I worked at Panera bread. It's pretty good. I just ate it too much, and it's fancy. It's a little bit too expensive for me. That's Janelle. You know, Janelle's the entrepreneur. He's a world-class traveler. You know, niggas like me and Jesse Smullett, no homo. We hitting uh, Subway, Subway sandwiches. I was just about to say that. I don't fuck with Subway. I got a really hungry fucking Subway. Yeah, you a cheap motherfucker. Yeah, every now and then I I might hit that Jersey Mike's. I don't know if y'all have that. Every if I want to splurge, I hit that Jersey Mike's dog. But that Panera. Plus, I worked there, so I ate it every day for, like, a summer. It wasn't, you know, I got played out. It was good, though. Panera bread, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I, and I've never been to Subway, neither, although I should have went there on International Women's Day. 
how to have a have a female make me a sandwich for good old sake. But all right, you know, we all got it down on point. I'm gonna have to try that avocado milk. I believe it's called that. That Janelle was telling me about. So I'm gonna have to try that. Try at the end of the day. Uh, but anyway, let's get to this fight, fellas, because we got a lot to talk about. Now, humble estimation, as I said before, about this fight, I don't think that Sean Porter won. And when it came to the scorecards being announced, you already know a face we make. You had, let me see the name of this clown. You had Max DeLuca, who had it 115-113 for Sean Porter. That's not bad, even though he got the wrong name. We got Zachary Young, who had the fight for Ugas, 117-111. I would have said 116-112, that's just me. But And then you had Steve Morrow, who had it 116-112 for Sean Porter. All over the board when it came to the scorecards. And to me, Ugas was really hurting Sean Porter in there. And, I mean, I, I, you could just tell by body language when the – Scorecards have been announced. Sean Porter knew he ain't won that fight. And I know, like, you know, the Sean Porter fan and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta take the championship from you gotta take the title from the champ. With his pandering trunks with all the flags that are uh in, engraved in the WBC title. I <laughs> Good, uh, good work there, Porter, pandering to the man for those trunks. But anyways, I don't think he won. And it's just another Sean Porter fight to me that I'm not nowhere near overly impressed, sold on, or looking ahead for what's in store. The man said the fight would be easy to make with Earl Spence. Yeah, you know, thank you, Mr. Jerry Jones. Well, that didn't happen. You got Kenny Porter talking up Willis boy, by the way. Kenny Porter talking about if we fight Spence, it's got to be pay-per-view. <laughs> Suck my dick, bro. Ain't nobody paying pay-per-view to watch Sean Porter. Sorry. But just to be real, it's not going to happen. And I know Kenny Porter would be like, yo, all the media guys who talk talk all that noise, you know, he act like he's going to put a whooping on him, but that old man ain't touching me. I guarantee it. Bet on myself like Floyd against Connor. Do something. But anyway, <laughs> yo, Sean Porter, I don't know what lies ahead from him because it don't seem like he's not, definitely not in the upper echelon when we're talking about Bud Crawford, we're talking about Earl Spence, Harris Spence, and, and, you know, so it is what it is. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he picked up the dub last night, retains the title, and moving forward, where does he go from here? I think he lost to Ugas. Doesn't set a good precedent for what happens between him and the rest of the guys at the top. Bud Crawford and Earl Spence just laugh at Sean Porter. Talking about, why wouldn't I take it easier around just knock out Sean Porter before we fight? Just brush off his shoulders. He's not, he's, he's, I'm not going to say he's a guy nobody's worried about, but he's definitely a guy that the top four or five welterweights ain't worried about. Willa, we'll start off with you first before I get in too deep with this Sean Porter stuff. I don't think he won. I think it was 116-112 for Ugas. And if you want to put that whole, you got to take the title from the champ into accountability of scoring, well, it would have been 115 to 113 for me. That's just me. You might call me crazy, but tell me how you think about this fight, my guy. Well, 
if you if y'all haven't heard, you know, if y'all didn't listen to the last show, I'm the only person on the internet that called this fight exactly right. The only oh person God. broke it down perfectly. The only person. You know, you got guys claiming they did, but hey, I call this crap. No, no, I'm just oh, bullshitting. <laughs> I'm just bullshitting. Oh. Hey, I'm about to say, I'm gonna, JP, I'm you gonna, better I'm gonna, get him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know how I was scoring the, I was scoring the fight round for round, right? And I, I can't lie, JP did mention. Porter was going to try to get in there and box. You know, I've seen you guys fight, and I forgot how, you know, I didn't watch the face-offs, and I, and I usually like to do that because, you know, I don't know how all these guys are small dudes to me. But I didn't realize how much bigger and longer you guys was. <clears throat> so Porter came in there to box. And he did that. Even though he was the, he was the faster guy, but everything else, he wasn't the stronger guy. He wasn't, he wasn't the, you know, he wasn't the bigger guy. He was just the faster guy in there. And I think I had it, I gave Porter, I had it a draw. I gave Porter the um, first and second round. I think I gave you guys three rounds in a row. Then I gave Porter two rounds. I gave Porter round in the, and then Porter might have run. To me, he won round, uh, he was up two going into the 11th and 12th round. And I gave you guys the 11th and the 12th round. Even though Porter buckled you guys, I think that was in the 11th round, right? When he buckled him, yeah. made him, uh, you know, gave him the stank, gave him the stanky leg, and and actually hurt him with a jab. Well, how could you give you it guys to did, you guys then? Because I think you guys did enough. You guys were sort of beating them up the the rest of that round. See, that's why I keep it consistent. I just try to, I try to, he he he. He did wobble him, but he didn't drop him, and he did enough work for me. Because you got sort of okay. putting it on him in that in that eleventh round until he got wobbled. So I so that's why I had it a draw. But that's why I could see a, a guy saying Porter won that fight. That's why I didn't look at the judges' cards. But that's why I can see you having Porter up one round. You guys, I don't think did enough. He looked good. He looked good, but every time Porter, every time he would hit Porter, Porter would hit him back. Porter was going in and out. Porter didn't look the same, and I think that sort of gave every because, especially if you were listening to the um, the commentator, you had one guy. I think it was Goosen was on uh, was saying that Porter needs to do something, and Lennox Lewis was like, "No, I think Porter's looking, doing what he needs to do," and they were like arguing the whole time, and I like that. Because it's not one-sided BS when it's a close fight. Um, I think Porter, he didn't look that great in there, but I think you just looked good in there. But I think Porter did enough to win the fight. I would have took it either way. Like I said, I had it a draw. There was a few close rounds in there where Porter was hitting him with the jab, and there was it was a and a one-two, but it really wasn't hurting him. Because Porter would get in there and hit him with a right hand, and Ugas wasn't moving, so it made it seem like he might have not have hit him, but he w- he was really doing some good work. That's why if you you know everybody says conky box or the punch stats don't count, right? <clears throat> but if you watch, Ugas was winning in the fight until about the sixth oh and punches until about the sixth round, 
then Porter started coming up very rapidly, and he ended up outlanding them by like 20, 20 shots on that, which isn't really that much. Porter was doing some good work. He just wasn't hurting or moving you guys at all, except for that one jab that hit him and, and buckled him. I'm not mad at it. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a robbery. Uh, in fact, I'm not saying it was a robbery. I think if anybody won the fight, it was Porter. But you guys look stronger there. And, and like you said, I don't think that's saying a lot for Porter's future. I don't know. I got to compare you guys' size to the rest of these guys. But that was a big ass dude in there, and he should have. He should have tried to drop him more. I think he was getting hurt too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say it wasn't a robbery at all. Porter did some good work. And we'll both, you know, we'll talk about the future later on. Mr. Consistent over there. You ain't keeping it real. I know you and Sean Porter's daddy's boy, so you just hold him back a little bit. I get it. You know, it is what it is. Someone says around here. No, I'm just, I, I, I'm just busting your balls. Well, I know we all got our own opinions. And that's what makes things great. But to me, this is just another one of the black eyes of boxing that you could damn near predict, as one JP did, when uh, um, things like this happen. This is the same thing for me. When I picked my good buddy, Canelo, to beat, to beat Miguel Cotos or in the fashion that it happened. You know, so that's it, it, to me, this is just one of those things that sucks about boxing, but if anybody was surprised yesterday about the outcome, I slapped the shit out of you. Because I, I wasn't surprised at all when I heard the scorecards and I knew what it was going to be. JP, let's take it to you. Because unfortunately, bro, I, I, I missed out on hearing your prediction for this as you've spoken on. I, I, I just, I, I, I don't know how, how someone would be surprised about this. I'm not saying that your prediction wasn't good because – it is a good prediction in the way things happen, but to me, I just it, to me it, it, the writing is a little bit on the wall. If you could, if you if you have well enough clear vision to read, that Porter was going to get this dub, even though I think that he lost one sixteen one twelve. And like I said, if you put the accountability into uh, the account of uh, account factor that you got to take the title from the champ, you want to put that little the, the mythological belief in that. Well, one sixteen one thirteen. I think Sean Porter lost. What do you think about this fight, my guy? Well, um, in boxing, I'm shooting about 30% as far as times I get anything right. And I think that's around the average for most of us. Usually, a lot of times we get, you know, something like that. That's a shame. (laughs) But um, that's a damn shame. But look, man, (laughs) we all, we get this shit wrong a lot. But I'll have you know, when I get something right, I bathe in it. So here I go. Um, look, man, I think people just didn't know Ugas. And so here's, here's where some of the cautions that I, I told you about going into the fight. I said, for the first time, Sean Porter's going to fight a dude who's athletically at his, who's as good an athlete as he is or better. A guy who's going to have a lot of, who's going to be way bigger than him, a big, strong, determined guy that I felt would give anybody at 147 problems. Problem is, Sean Porter, as many times, just had to be the guy to take on a tough-ass dude that nobody wants to fight, Ugas. You think Keith Thurman want to fight him after last night? 
But they knew this stuff already. This is what I've seen. I said, Sean Porter is going to have, he's going to come in here to box. And, uh, you know, we had some conversation like, well, that ain't his thing. I said, well, Sean Porter can box. He can box. And so he showed that last night. Now, for me, I had Sean Porter winning the fight. I felt, and here's my reasons why I felt he, of course, we know that he dictated when fights would break out in the fight. He controlled the ring. Um, I think his defense was pretty damn good. You know what I mean? He was slipping a lot of those shots, a lot of that body work. Some got through, but some got blocked with his elbow. Um, I felt he he clearly took the 11th round, and when the fight just was starting to seem to slip away, Sean Porter was able to come back and bring the momentum back on his side of the of the um, of the fight. But and also to me, man, is you got to tip your hat to Sean Porter because nobody want to fight Ugas. There is fucking high risk and no reward in fighting that dude. Sean Porter didn't do nothing but show y'all last night what a champion's supposed to be like. You take a big, tough fucking guy for nothing. That's what he did. And nobody in the in Sean's, uh, Sean Porter's status, WBC champion. These dudes not fighting Ugas for for what two hundred fifty thousand or something? I'm sure it was a little more than that. But no, nah, one point, yeah. one point three, one point three, and uh, you guys got three hundred thousand. Hey, and the Ugas, is, Ugas is yeah. about to struggle to get another fight. Now Sean Porter, he got a good payday. That's a good payday. But them dudes not fight. That dude gives you no notoriety. Because nobody, it seemed boxing fans didn't know who this guy was. Now, I seen him. I said, damn, this dude's going to be a monster for people because it don't look like he get tired. Can you see how big and wide his shoulders was? He was able to stalk Sean Porter. Yeah. Sean Porter probably has never been stalked. Sean Porter fought in the amateurs as, as high as 168. And this guy just stalked him all night, you know. But I feel like I gave the fight to Sean Porter. He landed the cleaner shots, I felt, the more effective shots overall. I think I, a lot of us got – a lot of people, at least in my estimation, are getting caught up in the the posturing of it all, how the optics looked. And you had Ugas coming forward, doing all the – you know, having all the antics with his shit. But – Sean Porter, just a true testament of what we want out of a fighter. You know, he remained calm through all of that. You know, didn't, didn't, some dudes would unravel. Sean Porter did exactly what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. When it was time for it to be a dog fight, it was a dog fight. When it was time for him to box, he boxed. You know, now you can question how effective he was on either side. Go ahead, RC. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, but can you. I hear you. I hear you, brother. But can you explain the body language of Sean Porter? Because he was looking like a, a man who lost that fight towards the end, and Ugas was down there crying when he heard the decision. I didn't feel that. I, I didn't. I didn't see that. Um, but see, and it can yeah, feel that I. way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think feel he, that. he was listening to the. He yeah, was listening to the commentary. You ain't keeping that real. No, no. I mean, he was just shaking his head. Like, I think that was the commentary that made you feel like that because that's what that guy was saying. Oh, he just admitted he lost. I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? He's just shaking his I head. Said, like, I, yeah, I, I, I watched. I watched fight work there. Uh, okay. No, nah, man. See, well, you, 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 you must have been in a. I, so let me let me take a, a wild guess here, RC. Were you in a more of a party atmosphere last night? I might have been at the bar. Okay. And see, and that's where optics really take over. 
because you're looking, you're looking, you're not paying real attention. You're looking at that body language and all those, but you're not the 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 effect of the, at bars is almost the worst place to watch a fight because you maybe you look up at that shit for about fifteen twenty seconds thirty seconds and then you're back out of honey you know what I mean and doing whatever that do and so body yeah. language posturing and shit like that count a lot because it's just the eyes taking it on but I'm sitting here in the garage watching it this morning you know closely and it was everything I knew it would be. But um, I did predict Sean Porter would win a tough-ass fight, and it would be, you know, controversial in some people's eyes. And, if, and it also is one of those fights where if you like a style, that guy won too. Like if you if you like yeah, a fair. guy, the guy come yeah if you like the guy who's come forward. I don't feel like Ugas and he did actually when they showed slow motion. Um, but I don't feel Ugas ever hurt Sean, and a testament to both of these guys' conditioning. But I think Sean probably hurt Ugas a little more than Ugas hurt Sean. But man, this to me even makes me think Sean Porter is better than I thought. And I didn't, I ain't been that high on Sean, but he's consistently gotten better. And he showed the, you know, the tools in the box last night. And you think anybody's gonna run through Ugas, man? You tripping? Don't nobody want this big ass nigga at 147 walking and yank? I don't know if you can hurt him. Maybe somebody else can hurt him. But it don't look like he's gonna get tired. Uh, he's going to be big and strong in there, and who wants that smoke? I don't, you know, shit, I don't even think Arrow yeah. would be looking for that shit. So, um, shout out to me. Shout out to me for nailing that motherfucker. Yeah, I wish we had that soundbite for Adrian Broner. And first and foremost, I want to give a pat on the back to myself <laughs> for that one. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I want to I wanna see how big Ugas is in person, because I've seen Sean Porter multiple times, and we about the same size. He, he ain't no taller than me, none of that. I want to see how Ugo is in person. But, um, <clears throat> no, I just I, – I really want you guys to look at the, the – when the scorecards were announced, I really – I'm a body language type of a character. I'm not a character, but I, I judge body language like that, you know, and I just think that the way he looked, head down, ref holding his hand, <sighs> he wasn't like A, B at the end of the Pacquiao fight thinking that he won to me. He just looked like a guy who was acting like it just showed to me that he thinks he thought that he lost the fight to me. I want you guys to look that up again. I'm going to go on YouTube and put it in. But his dad said he was telling them he won. No, I saw him. He was out there, but they were praying the whole time. They just, I think they knew it was a close fight. I mean, I think that's all it was. So we had, yeah, he had his head down. It was like he was listening because he knew it was going to be a close fight. Ugas was crying because this is, this is his big payday. He's never done it before. Well, not his big payday. This is his biggest shot. You know? That's why he was so upset I think if, down there. I think if he would have lost, when, when yeah, I think if Porter would have lost, he would have gave a face also. But we don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Because he did lose. We don't can't judge a man Bro. on how he acted if he won no. by a guy that lost. You know what I'm saying? No. Go ahead, Jake. And who's going to be willing to fight Ugas next? Ugas may never. Dude, nobody. What do you think? Arrow, they finna throw Arrow in there with that? Nah, why? We we after pay-per-view after this micro, Mikey fight. Why are we going to have Arrow fight this dude? You think they throwing Keith in there with that? You out of your goddamn mind. Man, ain't nobody wanting to fight that boy. He's yeah. crying because he might not ever get another shot. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, to me, guys, we'll, we'll go to Janelle right now. But to me, guys, <clears throat> when, when Sean lost the fight to Keith Thurman, that look in his face was a halfway smile like, oh, you, you got me. I didn't see that same 
I didn't see that same body language from the guy. And just to me, I, I felt like I really think that in his eyes, he felt like he didn't win the fight. That's just to me. That's just me. You know, I we all got different opinions, and it is what it is. But let's take it to Janelle and see what he has to say. Let's take it to the fighter's point of view from this fight and see how he feels about it. Janelle, stop looking at the white girls of Panera Bread and tell me what you think about this fight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, um, I, yeah, tell me about I mean, it. Tell me about it. Porter and Ugas yesterday. What'd you think, man? Well, I thought the fight was a very ugly. Fight. I don't think it was exciting at all. But that you got is definitely a tough, big, strong, rugged guy. I think a lot of welterweights. I don't think any welterweight would look good fighting that guy, including Spence or, or Thurman. I mean, they might beat him, but they're not going to look good at doing so. I mean, I mean, that guy's a huge guy. He has an 85 inch reach. That's ridiculous for a welterweight. That's unheard of for a welterweight. I mean, the guy is, like, huge. I mean, I thought Porter lost. I was going for Porter in the fight. But, see, Porter, I think one thing that um, he's on the downside of his career. I mean, his style of fighting is like, okay, there's no longevity in that style. Like, I used to always tell you guys about Kirkland. Okay, enjoy Kirkland while you can because that style of fighting, there's no longevity in it. If you look at guys like Floyd Mayweather and Bernard Hawkins as they went up in weight, Okay, now they transferred their style into more like pop shot and then trying to win more on points because as you're older, you're fighting bigger, stronger guys. I mean, you got to reevaluate yourself. And I think Sean Poor is going through that right now because uh, he had a rugged side. And last night, he tried to box the guy. He didn't try his old roughhouse tactics because it wasn't going to work. And plus, I think it, it, that's catching up with him. He took a lot of shots throughout his career because of that style. And it's like, I think he's literally slowing down. I think he's slowing down. I mean, I'm not surprised that he slowed down before the other guys did because of the way his, his style of fighting. I mean, he has very limited defense. He's athletic. Yes, he's athletic, but he's that come forward, brawling, mauling kind of guy like a Ricky Hatton. There was no longevity in Ricky Hatton as well. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting take, bro, because JP is saying that he thought that he progressed a little bit. And, no, and you're no. Saying that he, he's, trying, he's trying to transform as Ventura got doing that Buddy McGirt. He transformed into a boxing. In fact, mm-hmm. he that whole um, – of a style, until he ran to Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd is the master boxer, and he just fucking tore his head off. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think Sean Porter's going through that right now. I think he, but and see, not to mention that's the beauty. And not to the mention the beauty of Sean Porter mention, is he can do both. Sean Porter showed you last night. But he night. looked good at it last night. He's slowing down. But, he looked good but, at last night. He did not look good last night. I'm sorry. One at a time. One at a time. Is you guys well, good? Yeah, you know, let, let me get his point here. Janelle, if you guys is that good, how good was he supposed to look? Well, exactly. You got to that good. How good? I don't think is he anybody would look, look good. I'm not saying he's okay. that good. I'm not saying he, like, like, he's that good, but he's a big, strong muscle with 85 inch reach who 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 doesn't get tired. I don't think anybody would look good against that guy. It's like how fighting Winky Wright. Nobody looked good at beating Winky Wright, even if you beat him. Nobody looked good fighting Winky Wright because Winky Wright styles. And I think that you got exactly the same exact way. But I think Sean Porter is slowing down. And not to mention, if you know how the camp got transferred over to Washington, D.C., because um, I think Sean Porter had a kid, and Kenny Porter was saying some things about how um, it was too many distractions or whatever. And so, so in other words, he's losing distractions, and they had to move his camp all the way to D.C. I mean, that's not like how, and that's not what Sean Porter was known for. Sean, and he missed weight. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That was never Sean Porter. Sean Porter was known for it, you know saying, being that disciplined guy, that, the old throwback kind of a fighter. And now he yeah. and now he's not making weight. Oh, he, oh, he has issues going on with um, uh, uh, distractions and things like that. Um, you tell me what does that sound like? I sound distractions as well as he's slowing down. If you yeah. ask me, 
that's that's a good point. And I mean, one thing we we haven't talked about, fellas, throughout this whole entirety of it, is everybody could chime in right now. That that flip the ref call, that you know, to me it was borderline. Stop it, down. It could have been a slip, but if that's Deontay Wilder, that punch that goes behind the ear and puts somebody down, we know that's a, that's a knockdown from every judge and every Wilder but fan out there. The, they showed the slow motion RC afterwards. Sime hit me, and Sime is on right now. He just called in. Sime hit me and was like, "Finally, that someone that, that what, proof. Yeah, yeah." He said, "What was that?" And I was like, "Man, I don't know." When I saw it live, I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know. They might have got him there." But then they showed Ooh. the replay, and it was obvious a slip. So I mean, you obviously you were drinking, maybe I think. Uh, yeah, you might have been drinking a little bit. You didn't see the replay, no, but no, it was no, obvious. No. I, I had a I had a lemonade actually. That mm-hmm. lemonade yeah, at the man. bar. I truly yeah. believe people. If if you're not a Sean Porter fan, and there's you know people who just don't like Sean Porter's style, you feel like he lost that fight last night. I, and I think in uh, also in their explanations why to me. You hear like you hear um, reaching slightly, like you hear Janelle talking about how he feels Sean Porter's declining. But how do you make that judgment on a fight like last night against a guy like that? I feel Sean Porter's progressed because, and I'll, I'll pose this question: There's no fighter who has better boxing skill and the ability to be rugged as Sean Porter does. Nobody has those two lanes to switch to like that. And that's what makes Sean Porter effective as he is because the guys he can't outbox, so Janelle referenced Arturo Gotti. See, when Arturo tried to do that, he had had the the dog beaten out of him already. The dog was gone. He didn't really have him, so he tried to be a boxer. Sean can do either, and he showed you that last night. When Sean wanted to box, he boxed. When he said, okay, now let's do this for a while. They did that for a while, and you know, and he was able to do that against a big ass, strong ass dude that I knew was going to be a big, strong ass dude. And so, who else? So, the, my point is, the guys that Sean won't be able to outbox, he'll try to out tough them because usually a guy who will be able to outbox Sean won't be able to out tough Sean, you know. And the guys that he can't out tough, right. he'll he'll outbox. So, Sean's a hard out for anybody. We already know that. But none of them dudes would have fought Ugas. None of these other welterweights. Hats off to Sean for being that real type of champion that takes these dudes with the low notoriety, with the, you know, when you really got nothing to do but take a hard-ass dude that's fighting for everything. You know, that Ugas fought for his life last night, essentially, because he knows, you know, he ain't getting shots like that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, man, somebody going to jump in there, y'all. Yeah, yeah Ugas, okay. Garcia, Granados, Birdo, Thurman, Broner, Kel Brook. Man. Think about that. Well, uh, this is who Porter you know you fought. No, no, I'm just saying. Porters. No, it don't even – I just named it. This is his last fight. Ugas, Danny Garcia, Granados, which I was whack, Birdo, Thurman, Broner. Boone, he's whack. Kell Brook, Malinaji, Devin Alexander. Come on, get man. that man his respect, homie. Get that hey, man you his can't respect. Really hate. I'm just looking at that. I mean, that's respectable right there. You can't really hate that. Hey, I'm, right hey, I'm not a Sean Porter hater, guys. I'm not. I hope I'm not coming off I like think, that. Hey, I, I just have objectivity. 
hey, we do know that respect. you know Janelle has thing, has a, this uh, thing against uh, African American male. So that, I think hey, that's the reason why he's say saying that. this. But <laughs> yo, come on, man. I'm good. <laughs> so he's hey, talking about he's talking about he's talking about he's talking about Porter has declined when Porter was. You would think. That he, you know, he he's had to suck weight that he would get. That's he ain't slipping, like man. He just it ain't caught like from from who? He mean, he was like what's that? He couldn't beat him up. Are you serious? He's been walking. I like echo the, I echo the sentiment down, to dog. Janelle, by the way, guys. But yo, 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 guys, let's let's get. It's a battle royal right now, and 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 JP did have the Candyman. Three times in the mirror when you mention skills, and I know a guy who will probably have a different take on that. But I got a, I, 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 it's, it's, it's too. I, I got some backup with Janelle, so you know, I gave Willow the Marty Janetti kick through the window, and now I'm teammates with Janelle right now. But let let let's take it to sign. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm not a. I, I don't want to come off as a hater with Sean Porter. This is just how I feel about the fight. I don't think he won. And, and it felt like a black eye to me for the sport when I heard the scorecards. But let's take it to the Pacific Northwest and see what Syme has to say about this fight because we're all over the board right now, fellas. But, Syme, what's good over there, man? How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? What's going on? Um, yeah, I hear you guys going at it. You know, here's, you know, the, you know, the thing about boxing is, like, over time you realize, like, things are just never going to change, like, in boxing, unfortunately, people say they want to keep it real, but in, in boxing, they just don't keep it real. But, you know, over time, you just let it go. You just let it be what it be. You know, uh, Ugas won That's the fight, bro. The way Very is. simply. Ugas oh, won the yeah. fight, you know. Ugas won the fight. You know, Porter, uh, you know, tried to do his best impression of a boxer. But the problem is, when you can't box and you don't have skills, you can you're not going to be able to outbox somebody. You know, he tried. You know, his best punch was a jab, you know, and that's the only punch that he can land consistently the whole night. And while Ugas was landing body shots, head shots, made adjustments, and, what a you know, won Ugas the fight. Oh, you want me to tell you? You want me to yeah. tell you? What was he doing early on? He was jabbing to the body. What did he realize? He realized... Porter was countering to the top with the right hand. So what did he start doing? He started trying to – he started using feints to make uh, Porter commit, and then he would counter him with the right hand over the top. So I just named an adjustment. Now how about you How about you tell me what adjustment Porter made? <laughs> well, Porter continued to make adjustments the whole night because he dictated when it would be a scrap or when he would box. Oh, he that's a generic answer. Ever? We're not we're not looking for generic answers. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean generic? Because that's how the fight went the entire night. Whether Porter Porter said we're, I'm going to box this round, that's what happened that round. Where you talking about some stutter steps? Fight. You call that you call adjustments those little stutter steps and the fake ollie shuffle on this along the ropes? Is those, no, is those adjustments. No, he, I, I, adjustments no. he was getting hit with that. He was getting hit with that jab. Uh, or, or he was getting hit with the the left hook to the body early. Then he started catching that with the uh, with his elbow and uh, and countering with his uh, his left hook over the top. They were both making. Who was doing that? I mean, who was doing that? What? I think Porter. 
to me, yeah. the, the no, he was not, dude. He was shooting the jab okay. to the body, to the stomach. Porter was countering over the top to the right hand, which I just said happened. Then that that uh, happened he he three that. rounds, huh? Then Ugas made to- an adjustment. Then he started still coming forward, but using feints, and then trying to make him commit. Then he was would roll the shot when Porter would come in, come over the top with the right hand. I was watching it, dude. I saw him do that. that but, then, see, but that went away. Then, that went away. So What went away? He was that landing right hands all the way to the end of the fight. What are you, talk, what are you no, talking he about? Was not. No, he was not. He was not right. You're, you're saying he was not landing right hands to the head the whole fight. No, no not clean right hands. Hell no. I didn't you're see telling him. me Sean Porter landed more clean right hands to the head than, than Ugas? I feel like Sean Porter landed more effective flusher shots than you guys. Oh my goodness, like bro! Dude, Ugas like was landing, landing was landing good body shots and head shots, bro. Oh, the whole fight. Was, I feel like Sean Porter landed great over the hand rights. You didn't see those? No, I, I just said he did, but he didn't land as many as Ugas did. See, I'm acknowledging what he's doing. You still haven't acknowledged those those left hooks to the body. I feel, you, I feel you're like not those left hooks to the you're body. Not right, you're not acknowledging those jabs to the stomach early on. You're not acknowledging these things. I, I acknowledge. Like yeah, he landed things with right hands early on. I, I felt like he got those those left hooks to the body. That was early after six rounds. I didn't see him as much. Did you? No, I no, didn't. You did it. He I started did, bro. catching them. I did. Now he started. No, I no, did. I did. No, you didn't. And then and then he started. And then I remember him. I remember he landed a a looping right hand. To the to the uh, to the body when Porter was on the ropes and Porter was like you could tell Porter was like yeah I felt that one there was a few of them I seen him land shot I seen him right hands when uh Porter was on the ropes he hit him with uh, lefts to the body hurt him man come on man like the, Porter Porter landed I never one seen right Porter hand hurt. I saw I seen Porter land one right hand that that I I seen Ugas feel a little bit and then the the jab at the end of the round, which was more of an off-balance thing. See, and here's, I here's a, and like I said, this fight, if you do not like, and I know, Syme, and I don't really even know this for certain, but I know you don't like Sean Porter. I know you don't like his fight style. But that's the thing about fights like No, this, but if you win, you win, bro. You if don't you like win, Sean you win, Porter. I... And this is one of those classic fights where if you don't like a guy in his style, you're going to definitely see. I don't like Adrian Broner or Sean Porter. But if you ask me whose style I like more, I like Adrian Broner's style more. But guess what? Sean Porter won the fight easy. Oh, well, shit. We all know that. It wasn't a close fight. My point is... In hey, well, no, fight, not, not all of us, because there's somebody on the line that thought it was actually pretty close. But we're not throwing out names. Hey, wow. we, ain't, we ain't talking about that. Well, that <laughs> fight wasn't close. In fights that are exactly. close with a guy you don't like, and especially a guy like Sean Porter... You know, either you're going to have a glass half empty or full because I could look at the fight and say, damn, look how Sean Porter's able to box when he wants and look how he's able to be rugged when he wants. When the same guy could look he, at that. But he couldn't be rugged with dude. Dude was pushing him around. This is the thing about right, Sean so Porter. I got if he cannot impose his you. physical strength, he struggles. He boxed. He cannot push no, Ugas he around. Sean, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So – so when he was running around giving them the jabs, what was he doing? He was struggling? 
No, but like, I don't but he also, but what did he try to do? I, I, I he was that doing was that. Strategy. But what, let me explain to you but why was he was strategy. trying to do that. He was trying because to work his way in. No, and then what did he do when he worked his way in? He couldn't do nothing. Ugas was pushing him back anytime he wanted to, dude. I'm trying to tell you. Did you not listen to his dad say, do not go in there, keep on jabbing? Did you not hear that? But he was doing it still. That's why he yelled at him, because he wasn't listening. That's my point. So let me ask you this. Who was the stronger guy on the inside? Ugas. Ugas was the stronger guy in there. Period. We're not yeah, and, that, and, that, and that was part of the reason why he won because when they were in on the inside, Porter tends to win a lot nothing. of those situations. He Porter tends to win a lot of those situations. And he did yeah, win a lot of them. No, no, Ugas got him on the inside, bro. He did. He really did it. He, did. he Porter, really did. Porter it, would win these wide shots. He would win these wide shots. Ugas would duck, and then he would hit him to the body. So what about those Because your boy has to the, to Because the you know why? Your what boy has poor right technique. Hand. He doesn't know how to throw technical punches. Now here comes your personal side coming out. This is why you don't like him. You've been saying that shit for years. You don't like him. And so when you don't but, like no, the personal side. Okay. So if I, I just like say, explained specifically how those situations went down. I told you why you they went down and what went down. But we disagreed because okay. when they were in the inside, you guys was getting hit with straight right hands to the face. He wasn't moving. Hey, man, but he don't even know how to throw a straight right hand. hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, 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 Porter is technically sound and fundamentally sound. I didn't say he was technically sound or fundamentally sound. He's been boxing Nobody for 20 years of his life. He can throw a right hand, and he was hitting you guys with a straight right hand, and that's why you guys' face was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't moving. And, no, and face wasn't wasn't the, hold on, sign, sign, hold on, sign, hold on, <laughs> hold on, man. You don't like shots. Look, he was hitting him with I had it a draw. I had it a draw, and the reason I had it a draw is because the 11th round that he hurt Ugas, I still gave it to Ugas because Ugas was beating him that round. I was keeping it 100 the whole time. Just because he wasn't moving him doesn't mean he wasn't hitting him with shots. Every time a guy has to do the wiggle and shake his hand and do like that, that means he's getting hit with straight shots to the face, man. He was getting tagged. He was he got fucked up. I had it a draw. It was no robbery. You don't like him. You're talking about what he tends to do. When they were working in the inside, Ugas would hit him with a with a, a right hand to the to the body, but he would get hit with a hook to the to the face. I'm counting the exactly. hook to the face. Exactly. That's Every what I'm counting. You're counting the, the body, body and you're talking about what he tends to do. Hand. You're going back to over you you're going back to what Sean tends to do. So since he didn't do that, he didn't I win tend to do. I explained the fight earlier. No, you said tens. We, we, but, but you explained it the way no, you saw it. No, because you said he throws straight right hands. He don't. His straightest, only punch he throws pretty well is his jab. I'll give him that. Okay. He does okay. throw a pretty well, good jab. Fight, you, but I was explaining earlier. He asked me to make it talk about justice. I talked about it. I talked about what I saw. But you guys are now you're saying, oh, no, you're bringing up stuff from the past. But I was talking about this. I was being no. fight specific. But, you know, but here's the thing. I don't – look, here's the thing. It don't matter if I don't like your style or not because if you win, you win. If I think you won, you won. To me, you lost. But here's the thing. I don't really care. But here's the thing. I don't care about that. 
when you have a what? certain opinion. So if you're a journalist, your job is to be unobjective, meaning you have no opinion about it. But if you say, I don't like what you do, I don't like how you get your work done, no matter the result, that means it could possibly potentially blur your objectivity is what I'm kind of getting to here. But it doesn't win me. If you win, you win, bro. If you win, you win. That doesn't – like, it's for example, That's like, I don't particularly like the way Deontay Wilder does. fights. I don't like – I don't, you know, particularly like the way Deontay Wilder fights. I mean, you know, but if he – you know, if you win, you win. I mean – And I bet you have Fury kicking his ass pretty good on the cards, didn't you? I bet you have Fury winning 8-4. to four. I believe, yeah, I, I believe I did have it eight to four. Actually. Yeah, I think I did. Typical. Yeah, but Fury won that fight, bro, and, I, and we can we could definitely do we could definitely talk about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, but hey, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. I mean, you you the thing this the big this is the real issue is when when people like somebody, it hurts True. them. It hurts them so so much inside True. that they can't even be a grown ass man and admit a guy you never met in your life lost a fight. What the hell's True. wrong with you? People, true. That's the real problem, you know. That's the that's real problem. But that's always going to happen. But, guys in boxing, everyone's so mm-hmm. sensitive. Yeah, but and, and emotional in, in ways about that kind of shit. I don't it's really. Like let me talk Tom about decline, though. Let me talk about decline, though. I heard okay. you say something about oh, this, you know, decline. You know, I've been on the record saying I've been declining decline since quite. the Granados fight. I've been thinking. Wow. I, I feel Porter's. Been, Declining since that fight, and if you disagree with me, go watch the second half of the Granados fight. But that's one fight, uh, and that's. But you, right? But he was saying that. Oh, you're just trying to say decline so since this fight. No, I, well, I personally, so he, I personally, he, he huh? So what? Danny Garcia, he he was declined against Danny Garcia. Dude, I thought he lost I, that fight too. <laughs> like, I mean, I, think I thought was, he lost that one too. So. I mean, okay. it is what it is. I judge, I judge every fight the same way every time. I don't judge the fight because you know, you know, some people they like to say, uh, "Oh, well, you know, this guy was the aggressor. The guy was backing up and all that stuff." But then when the guy they like was backing up, all of a sudden, man, this was a great boxing performance. Me, I judge every fight the same way every single time, which right. is four criteria. And based off that and criteria, that- to me, Ugas won the fight. And based so off here's that criteria, thing. Porter's never gonna win a Porter's never gonna win a close fight to you because it's personal. But you no, keep Porter that beat Porter the beat, whole time. I didn't think he lost to Granados. I just thought I saw decline in that fight. That's all. I, th- I thought he won the fight. And let me yeah, speak to, and, to and that we, decline. We got, we got archives for a reason, fellas. Time was one of the. Biggest, let me speak to that uh, decline. He was the biggest though. happy when when he was the biggest happy when Sean Porter won that fight against Adrian Broner. So I don't I don't necessarily think that he yeah. doesn't like Come But on, he man. hates Broner worse. He was a big fan. But he hates Broner. That's a different No, thing. I hated Broner fans worse than I hated exactly. Tom Porter fans. Let me yeah. speak to that decline. <laughs> Let me speak to the decline. I think it's like Janelle said. Janelle said earlier that the Porters have recognized there's no longevity in that rough, rugged, early Sean Porter fight style. Since then there, to me, has been a, a clearly a concentrated effort for the Porters and team to say, Sean, we're not going to keep sending you out there with that dogfight style, and they've boxed. And, and to me, and that's just how Sean's gotten so much better, because the dogs, he still got that in the bag. That can always be pulled out. But what we can't do I disagree. Is, 
is go around that ring like he did 12. Because last night he showed you clearly when when it was time for some dog fighting, he did some dog fighting. And then Ken would have to reel him back in and say, hey, baby, get back out there on them toes. And then, you know, and there's not a lot of fighters who have the level. Name me one other dude who's able to fight that high of a dog fight style because he's a good dog fighter. You know, like if we're talking about that type of dude, and then come back and be able to box. And he's not the greatest boxer, but he can say he's a B level boxer, but he's a fucking A level dog fighter. You know what I mean? He must own a boxer dog, man. He don't. He ain't no boxer. He must own a few boxer dogs, man, because he ain't got no. He ain't no boxer, bro. That ain't boxing. I mean, you, well, he's dancing around. Champion. It was clear to me last yeah. night against a way yeah. bigger, stronger guy. If you don't call yeah, that boxing, boxing I really don't know what you call hey, boxing. Hey, the dog, he ain't got no dog in him no more, man. I'm telling you. And, and, I, and let me tell you why. Watch the end of the Granados fight. When he was trying to crash the whole fight. Watch, watch the full, actually watch the full Granados fight. But hey, he sorry, was trying to be sorry, the dog sorry. in that fight against Granados. And Granados and would couldn't. not let down. And when he was trying to impose his physical strength and trying to get off on him on the ropes, and Granados would throw back with him and catch him, and Porter would back up, man. Watch the fight. He ain't got that dog in him like he used to, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He Watch that Granados. Dude, Sime, he's smaller, dude, Sime, he's smaller than all of them. Sime, he's no, smaller than No, Granados yeah, is a 40-pounder yeah, yeah, coming up. But he's still but, bigger Sime, than him. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question, Sime. This is what – this guy doesn't have a dog. Who else has fought you guys and Danny Garcia their last two fights? Who else has fought – Two guys of that caliber, their last two fights. Who is far? Maybe your definition uh, of dog is different than my my definition of dog. Uh, right, right. A dog is a guy that, that fights a guy that's way bigger than him because nobody else will fight him. And when the guy no, a dog to me, a dog, a dog to me is a dude. Is when you bite, I bite harder. When you do this, I'm going harder. You know, I didn't see that in him. I didn't see that in him because when he did try to get on the inside and really fight with. With Ugas, for example, Ugas would give it back to him, and then Porter would kind of be like, acknowledge, like, oh, shit, I can't just impose my will on this dude, you know? And that's why right, he made I mean, that face box. at the end of the fight. Hey, so then That's why he made that face that. at the end of the fight. People so, ain't talking so about that. Body language is real, up, man. Oh, I brought that up, Sam. I'm glad you noticed that shit because, I mean, I, I, hey, <laughs> Will and JP might think I was a little crazy for bringing that up. I, I, that body language. And so did Lennox Lewis. Fight, bro. And so did Lennox Lewis, a champion. He's like, what the hell are y'all talking about? That's what he said. That's how far you got to reach, Will, to give a UK brother. Come on, fight. Lennox Lewis, dude. Come on. I'll stop take, it. Hey, I'll I'll take Lennox Lewis That's what he said. opinion in higher regard. Yeah, well, you two guys. I think, I, uh, well, yeah. just, if we're just talking about in general. I, I usually lean towards a high-class fighter rather than even Joe Goosen. But Joe Goosen has a typical – has a fight style he likes, you know? Joe Goosen, you can clearly see in the commentary, likes a certain fight style. Lennox Lewis, who's a, a respected champion, a boxing champion, who was a guy who could box and be rugged with you a bit, he sees the nuances that's happening. He's When they were saying uh, – uh, Porter should get more rough in there. Lennox was like, no, he's doing just fine. He's doing great right now because he's doing what he want to do. You know, Ugas the one that only he, had a one dimension to his fight. Porter was doing Man, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, look, I love this. I love this talk because he's, t- he's acting like he wants he, – well, he's on the record saying he don't want to fight Terrence Crawford. That's another guy on the list, by the way. 
that don't want to fight Terrence Crawford. But anyways, um, you know, he's talking like he wants the winner of Mikey Spence. More than likely, it's going to be Spence. I hope you guys talk like this when that fight happens. Because I want to put some big money on this one. The way you, like oh, what? all this what versatility and all this stuff that he got. Who said he could be fit? All this versatility, but who said he could be fit? Who said he was the best? No, but if, who if you got the best fighter, no, no, let me break it down to you, homeboy. Spence might knock him out. Hold on. Spence probably if, knock if him out. If you, if you have versatility. Spence is better than you, Gus. I had a draw. Okay. I had a draw, and Spence is better. I had it a draw, and Spence is better than Ugas. So why, I mean, what are we talking about here? No, but I'm just saying, I don't know if you necessarily agree with JP, but... This yes. whole versatility and good boxer and all this stuff. If you have these actual tools in the toolbox that you guys say he does, he won't get he won't get knocked out by Spence. He won't get dominated by Spence. He he's actually has a good chance guy. of winning. He's the little. He's guy not little there. like that, dog. He's short. But he is he's short. You not know, little. We saw how small he was. No, you see hey, man, uh, it, I just, how big. Hey, I just, is, I just said that crazy. me and Sean put are the same size. So stop that. Yeah, stop it. But son. Uh, do you think? Did you see you guys' uh, shoulders? That's how you tell how big a guy is. When a guy's shoulders are right. way outside another guy's, and he's taller than him, yeah. he's bigger than him. Yeah, they, yeah, they look like mine. I mean, but yeah, put, my, my point is this: he's a guy that is a short guy, but built, you know, solid, very solid dude who has competed at these weight classes his whole career, amateur and pro. Yeah. To me, small is small is Mikey Garcia. That's little, you know? That, to me, is little. Now, if you're talking height, he is short. I agree. So, but What's to me, on? if he, he got all the skills you guys say he got, he shouldn't have, he, you know, he, no. it should be a really he, great fight. It should be a should be, fight against him. He should him. be a WBC champion. If he's got the skills yeah. that you say he got, he should be the WBC champion. That's what he is. He's a champion. He's a world champion, No, he's man. the fake WBC a champion. Paper. He's, he's, a, paper. He's, he's, a, he, he's a paper champion. We know that, so stop it. Dude, he just I mean, fought. but he has it. He, he, now, we're going to see who fights Ugas next. Hold up, real quick, guys, real quick. JP, because I, I know what Will's going to say. I know me and Sam kind of feel it. We feel the same way about what happened with Porter and Garcia. But what? just real quick, just a real quick, like, did you agree with the decision that was given to Sean Porter against Danny Garcia? JP. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because, again, there you've seen Porter able to out-rough a guy. And then box when he wanted to. He did it even in that fight. And we knew what he was going to do against that. He's just going to try to outrust Danny. But Danny's a high class counter puncher, a high class counter puncher, high class. Danny ain't a you know Danny is subpar or you know not as good in other areas of his game. But if we're talking about a dude who catch and shoot against a dude like Sean Porter who's going to come in with his head, you expect Danny to do well against that. You expect that. So no, nothing taken away from that fight because that's a, a, a nightmare for a fighter like Sean Porter. A guy like Ugas who's just going to outbig and outtuff you and outmuscle you and just beat you down is a better fight than actually Danny Garcia for Sean Porter because Danny Garcia is a high-class catch-and-shoot guy and a dude who's coming, lunging and damn near running forward with his jab in the one-two. Danny Garcia, catch you, baby. You know, so... Yeah, nothing taken away from that fight. Yeah, and let's not give him credit for fighting Ugas, bro. He was the mandatory. That was some, something you're supposed to do. I don't have any doubt in my mind. Terrence Crawford. Oh, we work I, Terrence Crawford. Let's talk about the other champions in the division. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, Keith Thurman, no doubt in my mind, would fight Ugas. So I'm not going to give him credit for doing what you're supposed to do. 
They're not I'm not doing that. We'll see. I'm not doing that, bro. So. But he's done okay. it. But well, he's not his mandatory. Do but you don't have to do it. That's cool. No, I don't believe. Cool. I don't believe he would. He would drop his belt. He would vacate his belt to not fight Ugas. I don't believe that, bro. I just don't believe it. No, I would have would, to see it. Are they, are we can work like around that. We usually could work around that, but we'll see who will fight Ugas next. We'll see. I bet you it ain't nobody who got no money behind him. It ain't nobody with no money behind him going to take that. That's why Sean got him, because out of the champions, he got the least amount of money behind him. But no, it was mandatory, no. man. That's what it was. Because I, nah, I remember, Spence, I remember seeing an interview with Errol Spence and said, he said, yeah, um, he goes, he, he's like, Sean is fighting Ugas next, his mandatory, but I don't even think he had to fight him. Basically implying that we could have made the fight now, but he didn't want it. That's what Errol Spence said. Mandatory, mandatory. How long did the uh, fucking Superman get rid, of, get rid of Alvarez yeah. for years? But you just said you can get out the way of mandatories. But he, but that's what essentially what Errol Spence implied, which was he could have got out the way of that, but he chose to fight Ugas instead of me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So my point is, my point, my point is that like, I mean, come on, man. Like, let's not let's not give him too much credit for doing what he was supposed to do, man. Like, let's not do that, man. You know. And and, and, so, and so with that with that being said, I definitely like even though I I don't think you want to fight, it might sound like I'm coming off as a, a, a Porter hater, but I do give him credit for actually taking the mandatory, and you know actually getting in there. So you gotta give credit credit where credit. Yeah, is don't vacate your belt. Don't be don't be a sucker like Triple G and drop your belt and not fight Derevichenko and have Jacobs come in and take care of your hard work. You know, I respect that. Yeah, but we're not gonna we're not gonna act like. This is the greatest thing we've ever seen. Well, that's your obligation as a champion. Like, come on, just stop it. You know, like, no, we're not giving you too much. We'll give you a little bit. We're not going overboard. Yeah, I mean, to quote your boy, Simon Manny Pacquiao, you know, I do my job. <laughs> that was his job. Was yeah, he's doing there. his job, you know. Come on, man, he's doing his job. He clocked in, he clocked out. Hey, you know? Porter, Porter has probably had – Porter has, has fought the toughest um, – the toughest – has the toughest resume since 2013. It's this. Is, I'm looking at it right here. Okay, think, well he's got Yuga. Listen, he's got Yuga, Garcia, Granados, Verdo, Thurman, Broner, Brook, Alexander. That's uh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's great. That's great. How I told you here. You're right. I didn't say you're how totally no, right about awesome. that. I'm not he's saying awesome. it's a bad resume. It's a hell of a resume. But there's something about getting the W. And to me, no, I just said Fox. Keith Thurman still has the best. Keith Thurman still has the best resume to me because he beat Danny and he beat Sean, and he's undefeated. Lopez, okay. <laughs> Garcia, Porter, Colazzo, Robert Guerrero, Bundu, oh. Diaz, oh. Soda Carras, oh. Chavez. Come on, man, it's not Jeez, even right. Sean. And, Don't throw and he beat yeah, yeah. he beat Danny more convincingly than Sean did. He's better than right. No, no, he's better than those guys. I'm just talking about the but resume. See, I don't. We, yeah, but that that's kind of losers mentality. Work. That's border loser, losers mentality. It's there's something it's to be mentality. said about getting the W and getting the clear W, not the W on the box the, the real W. Right? Yeah, but it doesn't matter who he get it against too. No, no, that makes the best if he beats Sean Porter. But we can also say what who's gone through the toughest toughest task. I mean, that's obvious. I just named the names. That's no, no, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying who got the best and who got who has more who has the most like top ten level 
around top 10 level welterweights on their resume, yes, it, it is Porter. But mm-hmm. who yep. has the That's best resume is still, is still Keith, you know? But here's the thing. You've got to also take into account how long he's been out. If Keith would have stayed active, he probably would have had two or three more names by now. So, you know, but R-L. Sean, no, Sean, look. You know, Sh- no, yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, well, well I like how Keith uh, let I like how he let Errol Spence know that he was the second best welterweight. I like that. You know. Hey, well, well, real quick, like- real quick, since we're since we're talking about the dub and whatnot, clear cut victories. There's the, the the scorecards were all over the place when when uh, you, you you went to the judges' scorecards. If I could just read the names of uh, the guys who should be put out there for what they threw out there, and you know, Will it, it said that he had a draw. I felt like it was. You know, maybe 115, 113 for Porter, but you got Max DeLuca who had it 113, 115 for Sean Porter. Zachary Young had it uh, 117 to 111 for Uga, strange. And Steve Morrow had it 116 to 112 for Sean Porter. Now, Willa, you had a draw. You heard my scorecard. Uh, I'll go to side first and ask JP, like, and then we'll go to Janelle afterwards after that. And, and like, what, what was your scorecard for the fight going all around the table, guys? I gave Porter four rounds, man. I gave him four rounds, bro. That was it. You know, it is what it is, man. You know, uh, sloppy shit, that don't fly with me, bro. You know? Hey, so I'll go next. I think that the scorecards pretty much indicate more so what happened in the fight because the the two guys that are in agreement have it relatively close. It's just the other guy who's seen Ugas having about a switch of fucking nine rounds somehow. You know, that fucker is the one that needs to be on a jury, right? Because people talk about, let's get to these judges. RC, talk about that. Nigga, let's, the only one that's out the fucking loop here is the nigga who had it about nine to three. Okay? Get to him. Don't get to the motherfucker. Yeah, nine to three is a little wide. <laughs> it's a little wide. Yeah, that's a little wide. That, that's probably you know, pushing it right there. And me, you know, and me and Sian, we see fights totally, we see Type fights totally different because the fights, the the rounds he gave, uh, you gave you guys the first two rounds. I gave Porter the first two rounds. Then you gave Porter the third round, and I gave you guys the third round. So we see the fight totally that's different. Just a so our, our scores to how close will never the be fight the same. Is, guys. It's just a testament to how close that fight was. You're literally counting shots between them. We're picking. This is a nitpicking ass fight, and that's why. Emotion does come into play in these kind of fights. That's why. Because this fight is we literally picking shots. We like remember in the fucking third round when he pulled the right hand and came over the top. Like it's that close. So, you know, man, I, I think Porter fared well. Both guys did themselves uh did well. And but you guys unfortunately I think is gonna take the dive here because I don't think nobody gonna wanna fight him. Well uh well let's go to Janelle. Janelle you probably see the fight differently than others. I mean, whenever I watch football or, or a sport that I played growing up, I see it a little different from a casual view standpoint. You know, Cheeto Finger, Matt, who hasn't been in the circle and, 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 and sees things that you – did you see, you know, Simon's talking about when he went to the body, he realized and made an adjustment that he would faint to the body and catch him over the top. Did you see some of those things, and what was your score for this fight? You know? Cut it out with themselves. Hey. Breath. Hey, 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 what's up? What's up? My bad. I had it on mute. Hey, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you good. Uh, yeah. So tell me, you, I was about the fight. You, oh, you, you heard what I asked you, right? I was saying, like, did you see some of those things that 
you know, maybe uh, somebody didn't see as far as the adjustment-wise go and things that he did. And two-part question, what was your score? Well, I, I gave Porter uh, in between four or five rounds. Um, I thought the fight wasn't too good of a fight. But, again, like I said, I think a lot of guys are going to look difficult or it's going to be difficult trying to look good against this guy. This guy's a big, rugged guy, has some good cardio, has good power. He can take a punch. So I don't think anybody's going to really look good against him. He will be beatable, but he's, he's not going to look easy in beating. But um, I gave Porter four or five rounds. But um, I just think – I think Porter's slowing down a bit. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you guys say otherwise, but I think he's slowing down a bit, and he's trying to uh, use some boxing now. And I don't think he outboxed him. I don't think he put on a good boxing lesson. I think his, his his style caught up with him. I think he's really just slowing down. Because, again, he's been taking blows throughout his career. He's been walking into shots, and now when you hit like 30 years old, is when you is when all this catches up with you, man. I just think it's catching up with him. I think he's on the down, so I think if he fights, if he fights these other guys now, as far as like guys like Garcia and Thurman again, I think they beat him relatively easy. I just think he's slowing down. I, 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 I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I, I, I echo those sentiments, my friend. And we could go on about this fight forever, guys. Like, this is definitely one of those uh, barbershop talks that we could just, you know, go on forever about. But unfortunately, we got to move on to the next topic and, and, and give these guys their, their, their due. Now, talking about FAI Java. Who, yeah, you know, if, 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 if some people sip the juice a little too early, some people don't. I'm borderline on the fence, which I hate to be, but dude looks like a really strong puncher, a lot of potential. You could definitely put some backing into him. A big dude, going nine and zero now, eight KOs. Most famously known for when Curtis Harper walked out of the ring when he was in the what was it like. Uh, I think that was probably his sixth or fifth fight, whatever it was. But we all famously know him for that. And, uh, well, most casual people know him just for the guy. Oh, that's the guy who who didn't want to fight. He walked up you know, as soon as the fight started. Well, he had another impressive KO. People were questioning how dangerous is this man? What could he do as far as moving up in the ranks and, and getting his, his, his shine out there? I mean, I'm impressed so far to be honest with you, but I'm not so sure how it, how he, he stacks up against some of these guys. For me, it's just a little too early, uh, similar to how we had uh, questions about greenness for Earl Spence. Thank you, Dallas, Texas. Thank you, Mr. Jerry Jones, Earl Spence. But I'll take it to Willa first, and we'll swing it around. Willa, you have on the show title that we have for this, this, this put out, is F.A. Ajaba the real deal? So you tell me. Hey, man, I don't know if he's the real deal or not, but he might be punching harder than Deontay Wilder. That boy is dropping bombs, and it's like it don't even look. It's not like it's like it's – I don't know. This nigga is dropping bombs. He can't speak no English. I said he was from Houston. He ain't from Houston. He's straight from the motherland. He was talking. I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying, and he couldn't understand what the lady was talking about either. He, he can barely speak English. But he was dropping them motherfucking bombs. So knowing that he's straight from the motherland, I got to keep a watchful eye on him because he could always fold at any time. But 
right now, I'm hyped. Because he was hitting Mansoor. He hit him one time, and Mansoor just, like, eyes just open. He just looked at him and was like, oh, no, and smiled. But he knew this guy was dropping thuds, bombs. It's sort of crazy. He's he's punching hard. This is Butterbean-style punching. He's dropping – These are this is harder than Wilder. So, let's see what he does. I don't know if he, he looked better than last time I saw him fight. Um, or the fight that I saw him, his last fight, he looked way slower. Looked like he had a little more, you know, he's throwing uppercuts. He looked a little better than the, than the last time I saw him. So we'll see what he can do. He still don't have had to uh, catch any hands yet. So we'll see if it's, he got a chance. That'll be in question soon. But is he the real deal? I don't know, but he might be. He damn near might be. That right hand is the real deal. All right, JP. How you feeling about this guy, man? Because. There's a whole lot. There's a whole lot of talking going around. You know how that goes in boxing. Um, you know, I said last week that I was pretty high on him just from watching a 45-minute workout video. Um, I seen yesterday, man. So Willa brings Wilder up because that's kind of, for whatever reason, the measuring stick. These guys are very similar in optically. You know what I mean? They they look similar. They seem to fight similarly. But if we using Wilder, now I didn't see this shit out in no bar. I didn't even see it in my house on the big screen. You even get to watch shit better on a laptop. You know, you 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 pay seem to pay way closer attention. So I watched it on a laptop. Um, dude, if we're talking about a measuring stick being Wilder, there's no comparison here. And let's talk about one thing: Amir Mansoor, though not a top heavyweight or anything like that. Let's still say I've never seen Amir Mansoor walk in the ring scared. But kudos to Amir Mansoor because when just when I thought Amir's about to go and call this one, uh, call it out, he dug deep and found the real nigga inside of him and say, "I'm a fight." He said, "I'm a, I'm not gonna just take a knee and act like my leg is hurt here. Fuck it, I'm gonna try to knock him he out." He did and try I, that. Pro- yeah, I did. He, he was that. gonna he go to act the- like his leg was hurt. <laughs> Hey, but he but he dug deep and said, "Nope, I'm gonna get knocked out." Then that's a decision you gotta make, and he made that decision, man. Where a lot of guys afraid of that dude. One of you, we've seen a man turn right the fuck around. Amir said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go and get knocked out." I could take a knee. I seen Amir Amir Mansoor afraid, but let's say this, man. Let me get to the um to the details. Look, the dude is hitting with uh, short 45 uppercuts. He slid one under a jab on Amir. Far more variety. If you're talking about a, a measuring stick being Deontay, there's no comparison here. A whole bunch of more bend in the knees, especially Deontay at, when we first start seeing Deontay. This dude, I think, will look, man, I'm, I don't want to drink the juice too early, but fuck it. I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh, I'm going out on man, a drink it. Man, drink it. I got some too. <laughs> hey, here we go. Let me go in and drink it, bro. Because goddamn, that boy look like he know what he's doing. He looks so much better than Deontay. I go as far as to say he might whoop Deontay right now. And let me get off of here for I'll be a riding his dick too much. I'm out of here. March 10th. March, March 10th. Archive memories. Man, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I'll pull that out. <laughs> I, I feel it. Fine. No you homo. Know, because, uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yo, <laughs> I hate you sometimes, bro. Yo, sign. Tell me about this, cause yo, everyone's and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. People, you know, 
if if the kids got it, the guys got it, and 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 we see it, and the juice starts getting sipped too early, we know what time it is. But you tell me what you think of this guy's performance, because I mean, you know, the eye test is an obvious pass, but you tell me what you think about this kid and and, and what the what the ceiling is as far as where he where he goes from here on out, because uh, it's looking like there's a lot of money to be made. Look, man, I'm going to get straight to the point. So much in boxing is about politics, where you came up from, what country you you represent. So with that being said, coming out the Olympics, you know, and just and just in general as far as young prospects, you know, you hear more buzz about Joe Joyce and Dubois. This guy is the best prospect as a heavyweight. He is. It's going to be proven eventually. We'll see if he can even get fights because I don't think anybody has a problem stepping in the ring right now with Joe Joyce. No problems. But I think people will have to, you know, ask some questions like, man, do I really want to step in the, in the ring with a Jabba? And, you know, like you guys said about Mansoor, man, like you can say whatever you want, you know, but, you know, this is a guy that was in prison, you know, did a prison stint, came back, you know, turned pro, you know, been in there with some pretty good guys, showed power, this and that. I know he's 46, but with that prison stint, you know, in prison, you're living a clean life, you know? Probably a little younger than that. And, I mean, that right hand he landed on him in the in, against the ropes, it was not even a full extension and dropped him. You know what I mean? So, like, this dude is packing some power, and but he's, you know, when you when you make the Deontay Wilder comparisons, you know, a lot of that has to do with, like, the, the physique, like how their body is, uh, you know, proportioned and everything. They're kind of more guys that are, like, tall and rangy. But he's packing a little bit more muscle. And uh, the punching power, the right hand. You know, this guy has better fundamentals, you know, and he's heavier. And, uh, you know, fighting Mansoor in your ninth fight, I mean, look at, look at who Wilder fought in his ninth pro fight, you know, and – like you said, this guy looks scared, man. You know, Mansoor looks scared. And he did that weird, he got hit with a punch, and he did that like, ah! I was like, come on, Mansoor. You know, <laughs> you know, like, you know you ain't going to do that, dog. You know? You know you want out this fight, bro. You know? But I get it. You know, you try to show that you got some heart and everything, but he was feeling that power from the first time he threw a punch. You know, you're going to feel those punches when you're blocking them, man. And... Look, man, he's with you know he's with Ronnie Shields, um, so he's you know he's gonna be training, uh, you know down in Texas, you know hot weather, you know staying in shape. I mean this guy gonna be you know uh, a problem, man, something to deal with for real, man. I mean we'll see if you know who he can get next and how quick they can expedite him to a title shot. You know what I mean? Because you know when we talk about Wilder, I don't think Wilder fought for a title until his thirty something fight. I mean, I could see this guy fighting for a world title in his, like, 15th fight, man. Real talk. You know? And But the question is, who is going to fight him? Who is going to fight him? I don't know. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, we'll see about that. He's going to have to sign it his uh, own. <laughs> yeah. 
you know what I mean? But, but it seems like things like that. That's what's that's what's hot in the streets, and like that's what's hot in the streets right now. Like everybody doing their taxes. We got a lot more to talk about, so we'll just swing around to Janelle real quick and see if. Um, well, he's not an American, so I don't know, Janelle. We got a pretty good <laughs> prospect coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I be bugging, man. I be bugging. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't watch. You know how to th- you know how to throw that out there. <laughs> I was actually on the road when that fight, but I did see the pics of that fight. I saw the pics of the knockdowns and stuff on uh but I didn't watch the fight. I was on the road actually actually I was talking to Simon as I was driving and uh Simon was telling me about the knockdowns and stuff and I was like, damn, a oh, man so he getting knocked around like that and then I saw the I saw the clips of it. I mean, hey I'm hey the more the merrier. I mean um this if this guy's anything good then it's only good for the heavyweight division. I mean heavyweight division got a buzz right now between Fury Wilder and AJ. And so this, I mean, if this guy, I mean, I don't, it's probably too soon for him to even mention in the, in the name of those guys, honestly. Hey, Janelle. But, hey, Janelle. Hey, you got to check out, check yeah. him out on YouTube, dog. Just watch this fight. And he's throwing hard enough that, like, just watch it. I saw just the watch it. He's throwing hard the power. enough. I saw the power. Yeah, I hey, saw the power. that's ridiculous. And, man, and man sorry he didn't get knocked around like that. I'm not that I can recall in the first round getting fucking hammered like that. Dude. And he was flying. And he was flying from them shots. Like, We've talked about Deontay is progressing he as he is in his career, lacking the ability to set up the power. This kid was doing setting it up, man. It wasn't just here comes yeah, the right yeah. hand. I it wasn't like that. here comes the right hand, everybody. It's nothing like that. This guy's nothing like Wilder. He's way better than Wilder, man. He's, he's more refined, yeah. And he knows how to step a, he knows how to step to the side once he lands his punches. So he's out of range too, you know what I mean? Man. Like, he knows what Quick he's doing. Work. You're right about his workouts. Hey, go check out a workout of his, man. Hitting the bag and stuff, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> You're like, hey, don't you have like the longest reach in history? They said like 85. His shit it's like long, off yeah. the chart. I think. Yeah, he's got a long. You could just, you could just tell by in the ring just how long his arms are. You know, uh, he's uh, yeah, he's he's going. But do you guys agree with me though about? Between him, Dubois, and Joe Joyce, that no the question. best young prospect. Not impressive. Hey, one, hey, one thing. Hey, shout out to Go Al ahead, Heyman for seeming, for seeming to have in the market. You know, like the HBO had the, the market cornered on Eastern European fighters. Fucking Al Heyman knows. Well, he must be going down to Wakanda, bringing out these tall-ass niggas <laughs> hitting this hard. He must have got the Wakanda ticket where he can go through that force field and get these big ass niggas because I don't know where he's getting them from. Maybe they hey, like just off, the off. Hey, off, my bad, JP. My bad. Keep my bad. My bad. That was a mistake. I was going to say, just always remember, guys, uh, the, the nigga Uh-oh. that was the African American beat, uh, beat what's his name straight up. But just always remember that these guys, they always let you down, these Africans, dog. Just like UK brothers, dog. So, Willa. they like the fold. Willa never let Yo, Willa, they, hey, you, hey, you be hating Willa. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Willa, yeah, y'all gotta, Willa keeps that thing. I mean, Mike Tyson there. got knocked out by a British uh, UK brother. So, what are we talking about? Man. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, no. Ooh. Ooh, that was no, 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 no. Oh, that's not, I've never said. I'm just saying. I mean, I've can we can we tell the whole story? Can we? Hey, Kel Brook. Hey, Kel Brook beat Sean Porter. Hey, Kel Brook beat Sean Porter. Listen to what I'm saying. He sure True. did. That's not. Uh, uh, 
I never said they weren't great at boxing. I never said they couldn't be the uh, that the, the, they're not good. I said when it comes to that pinnacle, when it's time to just step over the top to take it to hold the on, next hold level. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mike Tyson was the ultimate boogeyman. Remember? That's the story of boxing. Hey, is whoa, the ultimate out. boogeyman was Mike Tyson. And but it's still took an hour to knock him out. Buster, the one that's yeah, who, who, who knocked out. I think that was Buster Douglas, dog. We ain't worried about anything. Hey, UK yeah, brothers Tyson, got Mike great wins. No, no man, we UK brothers got great wins. Tell the truth wins, right dog. now. Tell the truth right now. When Mike Tyson fought uh, Lennox Lewis, who did you think was going to win? Feet to the fire. Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. No, I'm asking. Yeah, I know I ain't asking you. I'm asking uh, Willis. <laughs> Lennox Lewis. You got to remember, I was a Lennox no, Lewis fan, dog. No, he's the bro, reason why. You know why he was going. You, I could tell. Mike's going to get under that no, reach I was, and I was, with some uppercut. No, he's the reason why. He's the reason why the UK brother came to my mind. Dog. He was the first one. He's the one that got beat up by Coke. Look, I was his fan. Trust me, man. But then what's his name? Beat him up. Then he didn't want to take the rematch, and I, I considered him a bitch from then on. That's all no, it is. No, he Lennox stopped Lewis him, dude. He stopped him. What are you talking about? He stopped the tally. No, no he stopped him. Then, then he didn't want to have the. Then he didn't want to have the uh, the rematch, dog. But he still stopped then him. He retired. And then but he retired. He got stopped he by McCall. Like he stopped by Mc, Oliver McCall. Came back and stopped off, uh, Oliver McCall. Well, I wouldn't even call it a stoppage. It was more of a mental breakdown. Then. Got got put to sleep by Rockman, came back and knocked him the fuck out. So I mean, hey. And then when he got old, he said, "Fuck all that. I'm not gonna fight this six foot eight dude." You know, I stopped him already. I ain't giving him no rematch. <laughs> you know, but hey, uh, but you. as far so as Mike like Tyson, the ultimate boogeyman, the the greatest boogeyman in boxing history, Lennox Lewis knocked him the fuck out. Knocked him out, and, and, and I was high. And I'm sure as you got, I'm sure as you guys seen, Tyson was kind of trending this week for a little bit of a shadow boxing he was doing in some sort of uh, scenery, like a restaurant or something like that. Like, oh man, they're still sipping the Mike Tyson juice <laughs> all these years. Later. Oh, and Lennox right. Lewis said for 100 million they could get it on. That happened too. Oh yeah, Lennox need that money, man. I didn't, well, hold on, I missed this one. What are you talking about? Well, I, I must have been out there. Yeah, I just, I, I, no, I just read something that Lennox Lewis said. I just, I, I mean, that might be bullshit, but I just read it that Lennox Lewis said, hey, for $100 million, he'll fight Mike Tyson. I think he was just talking. He'll come out of retirement for that Tyson deal. I'll give him $100. I'm pretty sure he would fight him for $100 million. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a promoter, that's all I'd give him. Y'all split it $50, Dana White style. But hey, no, real quick. We uh, one thing Simon mentioned talking about about this kid that we can mention for sure because I know what well, Simon knows. This is a uh, uh, something we talk about sometimes where I call him conspiracy brother. But I believe this. Moving on to J- Dimitri Bivol and Joe Smith, the construction worker, hardworking American, you know, all that. I like Joe Smith too. He's cool. But Dimitri Bivol was the guy that was knocking people out with a jab through the guard before Sullivan Barrera and him had that uh, holdup during negotiations as far as uh, testing was involved, and uh, he kind of went ghost for a little, and I don't know if he uh, was trying to cleanse the system. But we got another decision for Dimitri Bivol, the guy who he hits harder than Kovalev and, He's he's got the better frame and 
and, you know, younger and all this and that, all the, the hype we heard. And that was a, a case of sipping the juice early. I'm a victim of that. I could be honest with y'all. And, you know, I, 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 I'm still a, I still follow the guy on social media and things of that nature, but I have not been impressed with, with, with Dimitri Bivol. And especially after the, the smoke was around, where there's smoke, there's fire, to keep a long story short. And I, if you ask me, just to be on the record with you guys, I think all of these guys are cheating for the most part. Not all of them, but I'd say a high percentage, probably 70% uh, of that. But that's just me. But Dimitri Bivol was looking like that killer. And I don't know if we could – well, Sugar Green used to have the code over at OT. Uh, OTG, the soundbiter, Nazim talking about he's not the gangster that we thought he was. Well, uh, I'm, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think you were, I don't know if you had your suspicious eyebrow raised beforehand, but I don't think you were big on Bivol when a lot of people, including myself, to be honest, was big on Bivol, but I have not been impressed. And we've, we've, we've said that we need a white guy in boxing like Joe Smith, and who, who famously had my favorite knockout of all time on the record famous knockout of all time against bernard hopkins when he just punched his ass out the ring and uh, y'all but y'all, y'all don't know how happy i was when i yeah. that. that was the best moment of my life in boxing to be real with y'all like <laughs> I, that's when i was an instant fan of joe smith jr but but that, that's neither here nor there guy uh but willa we'll start with you and then swing it down the paddle uh about this fight with dimitri bivel and joe smith jr because uh honestly i think that if Bibble was the gangster that people thought he was when the, the hype train was, was rolling and steaming, nobody would think that it went to decision in which it was highly favored for Demetri Bibble. What do you think about this one, my guy? Well, you know, I think Bibble, I wasn't really high on him at, at first because I had to watch these guys come up. And to me, I think he's, he's really out there. He's the young truth. I don't think he's that young. But I think he's pretty good. He's just small. And you're right. They caught, I think he got, he got caught. I think uh, I was talking about it last, uh, on the last show. But uh, I think he got caught. and Not really caught, but they, they, he got caught up. So he had to stop whatever he was doing over in the motherland. And that doesn't take away from his skills. This boy is out there. He's looking good. If he was bigger, he would be, he would be much more a problem. Uh, Joe Smith Jr. was way bigger. Joe Smith hit him on the top of the head at the end of one round, had that boy a little wobbly, you know what I'm saying? If, uh, you know, people, Simon would say Bivo was hurt, on his, uh, but he won't say Yugas was hurt. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But he was a little wobbly right there at the end. But, hey, Bivo's the truth. He just don't have no power no more. We all know why. But I'm not – He's he's still a gangster in there. He's in there fighting. After even after he got rocked, he came in there. He was trying to almost he tried to stop Joe Smith Jr. at the end. And I don't you know I don't know if Joe Smith Jr.'s been stopped yet. He might have been. I don't know. But you know he was. I'm not mad at that. That was a watch. That was a watch. Okay. JP, go ahead because this is an interesting one because like like I said. Not taking a jab at Seattle time, but sometimes conspiracy brother always has a skeptical eyebrow raised, such as myself. But I'm maybe not as high, as, as suspect as as much as and, and vocally suspected about it. But 
I was a, I was a fan. I was sipping the juice of Dimitri Bivol until that came out about Sullivan Barrera. And when that had happened, uh, that's when I jumped on the the emergency evacuation uh, uh, personal book and got myself off the train, unhitched my wagon, so to speak. But you tell me what you think about about Dimitri Bivol and this fight that he had yesterday with Sullivan or uh, I'm sorry, Justin Jr. Uh, like I said, man, I've been high on um, Bevel. Um, and last night to me kind of was some sort of confirmation just because Joe Smith Jr. I think is better than we thought. Joe Smith Jr. looked strong. He looked responsive, a lot bigger than Bevel too. Um, I think Joe Smith will go on to give us some guys some problems. And I think to me the cream has fully risen to the top now. I- I'm picking Bevel over the nail, all of them. Because he just mixed it up too good, man. He got in, like he said, like Willis said, if he was just bigger, you know, it will be a real problem out there. But I, I just love how he mixes it is, he mixes it up. He's tough. He's smart. And he knows what he's doing. I think he's the truth. He's going to be a hard out. But he's going to be an exciting fighter because he got that, that thing when you hit him, he want to hit you back too. So he's not just going out there and, uh, settling for outboxing guys. He, he trying to get you out of there. He got bad intentions. Um, Joe Smith Jr. though looked good to me. Looked strong. He picked Bivol up, and you know that looked like a street fight. Joe Smith Jr. with a dog because <laughs> he's a he would have like scooped him and just slammed him. Ultimate Warrior shit. But <laughs> um, a big guy. But uh, that boy, you know, chopping him down, chopping him down. And I got them, uh, you know. I'm fucking Ryu off Street Fighter looking motherfucker. He he gonna be a decent little fighter, man. I like him. I like him a lot. I've seen a lot of street fights in that way. The one dude's getting pieced in, he's like, Oh fuck that. <laughs> I'm gonna grab this dude, you know? What's it's that mean, Simon? What's, like, Simon, what's that mean whenever there's a street fight and someone wanna start wrestling? Oh, they just ain't got no hands. You know? <laughs> they ain't got no hands. They're not I mean, a real that's just what it is. Yeah, that, that they realize like they might think they have hands. There's either two things. There's they know they don't have hands, or they think they have hands, and they start getting pieced in. They're like they got to resort to another measure. You know what I mean? And that's what was happening with Joe. You know what I mean? But but Joe hurt him, man. Joe hurt him. He admitted it himself, man. He admitted it himself that he got hurt. But and he kind of didn't really know where he was. He 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 got saved by the bell. But B-ball good, bro. B-ball's good, but. My opinion of him, really my opinion of him didn't really change except for, like, you know, he did get hurt. So we saw him get hurt. So that tells me maybe he can't take a punch at 75. And a guy like that is limited like Joe that can't really set up his punches and doesn't have different levels uh, to his game, struggle to land punches on B-ball because B-ball is good with his feet. And he's always touching you. He's always touching you and moving. So – and he's got some pop behind his punches, but I think he's a little I, – I just think he's a little bit too small. And I think if he doesn't either get bigger and stronger, a little bit bigger and stronger by the time he does unify or uh, move down, then I think he has a chance of getting hurt, man, for real, at 75. I really believe that because I don't see how he can just fight a higher-level guy like Gavozdik, a Kovalev, or a better beef and keep them off him long enough before they start laying them hands on him and, well, yeah, you know, hold hurt on, him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Record scratch. You beat the crap out of Kovalev. 
Well, I'm, I was about to, JP, I was about to go there. That's why I had to scratch a record like a DJ. Before Kovalev had his performance that he had where he turned into Sergey the boxer Kovalev instead of Sergey the crusher Kovalev, how many of us would actually be honest with themselves and say that they think or they would have thought that Kovalev coming off that vicious knockout loss that he would be able to, I mean, basically not have worries against a guy like Demetri Bivol. Because I'll, I'll be real with y'all. After that knockout loss that, that he suffered, I would probably not be on the boat. I'm not even probably. I, I wouldn't be on the boat if he was to get in a, a fight with Demetri Bivol instead of that instant rematch. Like, can we – I mean, I know we're in the business of what have you done for me lately, but is that a little too a little too soon to hypothetically speak on time? What, him and uh, B-Ball versus Kovalev? Well, yeah, because you just said that you don't know if he would be able to survive. No, I mean, no, he's a champion. You got to fight, bro. You got to fight. You just got three easy touches in a row. You got to fight, homeboy. You a champion. You need to unify. But they're saying, Eddie Hearn is saying that, uh, Eddie Hearn is saying that um, it's going to be Marcus Brown versus him next, which actually is a really tough fight, too. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, that's going to be a tough fight for B-Ball. Because Marcus Brown is a southpaw. Who, B-Ball or? B-Ball. Now, Marcus Brown, a different story. Marcus, I'm saying, Eddie Hearn is saying that they're going to fight next. It's going to be B-Ball versus Brown. That's good. I mean, he he could possibly beat Kovalev because Kovalev has no heart. I mean, we know about him. But he can still punch, and he's experienced. And the first real punch he got hit with by Joe Smith, he was hurt. And that's a big, light heavyweight. What is Kovalev? A big, light heavyweight. What is uh, Gavozdik? A big, light heavyweight. What is Marcus Brown? A big, light heavyweight. Now, if you can guarantee me B-Ball is going to outbox him and not get touched, yes, he can beat him. But I don't know if he can do that because those guys are more skilled yeah, than Joe Smith. Yeah, I think, he gets, I think he might get dropped by Kovalev at this point. Kovalev, we got to remember, Kovalev did avenge his loss. You know what I'm saying? He lost the war. Ward is the dog. Kovalev, yeah, I think he beats him. I think he's too small. I think it's a good fight, but I think eventually he gets touched up. And we see Joe Smith hit on the top of the head. He was a little, yeah, he was a little out of there. He's just small, dog. He's good, though. But he just wants to I get think it he on. TKO's when you want to get it on. He'll make I'll tell you like this. If he goes to 68, he dominates everybody at 68. If he can get down to 68, nobody will nobody will mess with him, you know, for real. He'll beat him, man, because I think he's, he's, caught, he's caught in between. If there was a 172-pound weight class, then he would be like that guy, you know, but I don't know if he can make 68. He's saying he can make 68, but I got to see it. But if he can and make it and not be drained, he's beating everybody at 68. No problem, bro. But at 75, he just seems a little too small. Does anybody have the height on Bivol? Because I, I I don't have the height on him. But does anyone know the height of this kid, this guy? I think no. he's six foot tall. I'm on the video show. Hmm. Six feet tall. Well, yeah, he he definitely is is is, is lacking the size compared to these you other people. Kid? And one thing we do know about Kovalev, regardless of not having heart, if he's going to be able to tag you, we'll, and we'll really find a, a testament to his his heart. And I mean, you know, just just going off of what we've seen from 
from Bivol and and how we were talking earlier about FAL Jabo signs that he he could see him getting a, a title shot in his 15th fight. Well, this is the 15th fight for uh, uh, Bivol, and and I like the guy. He, I, it just you know the it, it leaves a, a stain with me as far as how the power suddenly disappeared. Willa says we all know why. And I think we could keep it real with ourselves and and understand why that happened. But I don't know. Uh, uh, Kovalev seems like he's willing, for the, willing to take the fight. He was he was tweeting about it last night, talking about you know maybe they could have a big fight over in Russia and and uh, you know wh- whoever could could uh, I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard for me to say that I think that Kovalev would beat Bivol because I'm I'm leaning towards favoring Bivol in this fight, even though you know how uh, of a, a boxing clinic that Kovalev just put on. But uh, yeah, yeah, Andre Ward, uh, you know. I don't see it from Kovalev no more. The boogeyman, that's gone. It's over with. No one's buying it no more. And uh, especially in his last fight performance, his last performance, good boxing performance. But was that Sergey Kovalev that we've seen pre-Andre Ward over the last five years? Definitely not. You know? So it is what it is. Um, we got about 18 minutes here, fellas. And I just want to give these guys uh, their shine as it's due. So we'll move down to this one real quick and talk about Maurice Hooker washing Mikel Luis Pierre for the WBO Junior Welterweight title. Willa, it's on the title here for the show, and we got to give them their we got to give them their clap before we move on. In which I'm pretty sure we're going to take up a lot of time of the 18 minutes we have remaining talking about Wilder and Triple G to the zone. So complete washing. Right? That, that's a uh, you know if uh, I'm Mikel Luis Pierre. Uh, I wouldn't like the title that's going to be listed on this show. Yeah, no, that was yeah. That's all it was was a washing. Um, it was both, two guys got washed. Um, yeah, I don't really. I, I sort of tuned that out, that fight out. I saw the guy walking in. I'm like, oh man, this guy, he don't even look like he could fight. Then he just started getting beat up. And then uh, yeah, I sort of tuned it out. I'm not going to even lie to you. I was, uh, I think I was watching the zone at that time. Or maybe was that on the zone? Maybe I was watching. Some, I don't know. I was tuned out on that fight, but all I saw was a guy just getting beat up. I like yeah. Hooker, so yeah, we'll yeah, see what he's got we'll coming up. We'll leave it at that. Take it to the yeah. real news, because this is kind of breaking the boxing world internet a little bit, guys. When we talk about how we talked about it, touched on it last week about Deontay Wilder kind of being a little bit out of the loop, and how I talked about Tyson Fury turning into corporate Fury, and you know, com- completely changing his his energy that he had before. So anti-establishment turned into uh, what he says is a hundred million dollar contract that, you know, Hey, yeah, you know, I, I keep it real with you guys. And uh, yeah, you know, if, uh, if uh, someone threw a hundred million dollars in my face, uh, you know, I might be like Eddie Griffin from, uh, from undercover brother when he started messing with white sheet devil and, and having the sweater vest on and things like that. I, I, I might, I'm just saying I might, I'm not saying it's, it's factual, but it, it's, it's hypothetically something to think about, but Deontay Wilder impossible to, or not possible. He confirmed that he's in talks with the zone and we know which, which direction that's leading towards. And that's Willis boy, AJ. Eventually we, now we, we, we got to, I don't want to get ahead of myself like when Wilder accepted the fight or whatever it was that we dealt with before when we thought the fight was going to happen. I'm not going to get ahead of myself on this one. But with Deontay Wilder confirming talks with DAZN, 
for uh, maybe a multi-fight deal. We know which direction that's going in. Well, this one was uh, 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 talked about pretty highly. Um, what was your thoughts on this one right here? Because uh, Wilder with his own equals Wilder with AJ. Tell me about it, my guy. Oh no, definitely, man. This is uh, this is good news for boxing fans if it if it uh, if it happens. I think, you know, the question was, I think, and it was definitely JP who was questioning. A lot of people were questioning, you know, did Fury come over here and play Wilder? Fury saying he's got the big bucks. It's going down. Um, he got the big bucks with ESPN. He used Wilder to get his money. Oh, uh, Wilder, you know, I think he's probably pissed off, feeling that he's been used. He's gotta, he's gotta go talk to the man with the plan right now. You know, the white man with the plan is still, you know, Allen's doing his thing, but we can't deny that somehow Eddie Hearn and these guys at the zone. I don't think it's really Eddie Hearn, but the guys at the zone are out here. They've got a lot of money to spend. We knew they did, and we were sort of clowning them at the beginning. I know I was, you know, like, where's all this money? Where is it going? And we see they're dropping ducats on boys. And uh, from what I read, they're talking about at least $20 million per fight. You know, second by, uh, the second bout of the deal will put uh, Wilder versus Fury for the undisputed. So the zone is looking, looking, looking to capitalize on everything. And, ooh, with that Sting Fury. If all the belts are over there and he's fighting bums like Dillian White at ESPN. <laughs> so, hey, I like the way this is going. You know, we were questioning if Wilder's going to get paid. You know, that was the big question. Was he getting paid? If he's getting $20 million a deal, a, a, a pop, it said at least, at least $20 million a pop. I like this. This puts a smile on my face to see my man Wilder finally going to get his dues, to see heavyweight boxing. Uh, finally getting this dues and people out here spending the big bucks. So yeah, I appreciate this. I hope it goes down, um, and then we'll next year. Hopefully, we'll get to see that um, the unification. Well, JP, I'll go to you then. Simon Janelle, tell me about the 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 news that I'm I know for sure that you've seen about because, uh, like I said, it, it made waves when we heard that. You know, I. I I heard about Deontay possibly having negotiations with the zone, but when he confirmed it, that's when, uh, you know, yeah. it got the hype up yeah. for me. I know we're short on time, so I'll be quick. Um, yeah, I alluded to it last show and said, you know, Deontay's the guy left out in the cold fighting on premium cable. Um, how the zone is able to pay is simple economic supply and demand. They got guys over there you can potentially fill a 50,000 seat stadium with Dillian White and Derek Chisora so it's just that it's the the, the, the demand over there is far greater than it is here for whatever reasons and so Deontay 34 35 years old this point in his career it's time to start securing your 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 life and your children's lives he needs the big he needs the 20 million dollar fights he has to go do it. I'm happy that it presented itself to him because it seemed like he would be the, the one of the top three guys, you know, the with the Johnson, the AJs, the Furies, and he would be left out in the cold. So, but Eddie Hearn has said long ago, if Deontay Wilder was fighting over there, he'd be packing out ninety thousand seat stadium. So happy for De- Deontay. And time about this one because uh, you bind the, the 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 talk that's being going out there about this whole DAZN and, and Deontay Wilder deal? Um, no, nah, good move for him, man. I mean, 
I've kind of, uh, you know, so it, it's official. It is official that he signed it, and it's it's a full. No, 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 it's not official. No, no, not official. But Deontay Wilder confirmed that there will be a meeting coming week. Okay, yeah, because you know it was confusing because they announced the Brazil fight on pay per view on Showtime. Then we hear this the zone stuff. So I'm like, man, if I'm Showtime, I'm like, hey, man, are you trying to use this here or something? You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I want to put you in. Brazil on pay-per-view, and then you leave us. You know what I'm saying? But uh, right. so I wasn't sure what the details were. But, um, and as far as, you know, the Deontay Wilder used, I mean, Deontay Wilder saying Fury used his name and all this and got a deal. If Wilder gets a big deal too, then you could say the same thing. I mean, this is the thing. These guys are two big names. They had a great fight that had a lot of buzz to it, and they capitalized on it. That's all it is. It, it takes two to tango in boxing, man. You need that other guy to bring your name up when it comes to high-profile fights. So if he gets that deal, take it. You know, you earned it. Good for you. And then hopefully after that, we see Deontay and AJ because according to Eddie Hearn, he's on the record. He said, oh, if he comes to the zone, no problem as far as making the fight. So if he signs with the zone, I expect to see Deontay Wilder, AJ next. Yeah, they said it would be the second yeah, I don't, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I'd hope so. No, it, yeah, hope it would be next. Too. It said the second fight of the deal would be AJ. Yeah, because I think so, uh, Eddie Hearn had said what Will is talking about is that Eddie Hearn had offered a, the first fight tune-up for $15 million and then, you know, back-to-back with AJ. If the, the only, it, a back-to-back would happen if, if Wilder beat AJ. No, I know, I know, because AJ has a deal signed already with Big Baby. That fight has to go. You know what I mean? I'm saying after yeah. the AJ Big Baby – and after Wilder's next fight, because I'm pretty sure Wilder doesn't want to go straight into an AJ fight. He wants to get a fight in 2019. But I'm talking next, assuming both guys win. You know what I mean? But, uh, right, right. you know, now that that would be good because, you know, you got Dillian White and Fury on ESPN, and then you got AJ and Wilder on zone, and it's not – they're going to be able to consolidate the heavyweights better, not have – while they're over at Showtime, and then Dillian White is a free agent and doesn't know where he wants to go and all that, and then you got AJ at the Zone and Fury at ESPN. Now you at least have two of the top guys at ESPN and then the two champions over at the Zone. So, nah, man, yeah. get your money, man. I mean, for real, you know what I mean? I mean, people people were kind of hating on Fury for getting his money, but then all of a sudden Deontay getting his money, this is the greatest thing Ever, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's a whole different discussion for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, who would they know they're getting this money? Uh oh. Well, I, I called them corporate people. Hey, man, I'm losing my, I'm losing my voice, who man. I'll talk do? about that another time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janelle, you still with us? I know you, you might still be at Panera Bread eating whatever it is you're eating very slowly, looking around at uh, the, the scenery and things like that, but. Uh, you've been on record with us and, and, and about AJ and Wilder and Wilder not having much of a shot. Well, it looks like he's in negotiations with that opportunity that's going to be presented to him eventually. I'm sure you heard about it. What do you think about Deontay confirming a meeting with the zone this week? I mean, hey, kudos to him, man. We're all in the game for the same reason, man, to get paid. I mean, that's what, I mean, it's what it is. It's like I don't knock the guy for getting paid, man. I, mean, I don't know how can anybody get upset with this. Only show I have is that I'm still not adjusted to this whole app thing yet. I'd be missing fights because, you know what I'm saying, because I'm still, I guess I'm old school. I'm still used to HBO Showtime. So, like, I'd be missing some some of the zone matches and, and ESPN app. I'd just be missing them sometimes. So, it's like, 
I got to get it just no, in time. Understandable. Now, that's the only. That's the only thing, man. Because like last night, I didn't even know about the Bavar fight last night. Uh, 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 Simon actually told me about it. I was on the phone with him. I was like, what? I was like, what? I didn't even know about that shit. So it was like, that just tells you, man. I'm not. Yeah, that, that could be, I'm not that could be blamed. That should be yet. blamed on. That that could be blamed on main event for terrible promotion. But yeah, another story for another day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not up on the app yet, so of course they got to do some more mar- uh, marketing. You know what I mean? It was like it was. Yeah. If it was HBO, I'm sure I'd have seen about it. But because it's HBO, I'm sure I'd have heard something about it. I'm sure I would have. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm with you. And, and you know, just to before we we got seven minutes, guys, eight, or six minutes now before we get ready to wrap it up out of here. Another signing with Dizone. Well, this one is actually confirmed. Well, uh, your guy Triple G signed with Dizone, and it's looking to me like we're gonna probably see somewhere in the foreseeable future Canelo Triple G three. So uh, I know you're excited about that. <laughs> I don't want you. No. Yeah, I'm not really excited about that, uh, you know, really. But this nigga signed a six fight deal. That's uh, so he's trying to he's going for the long haul. They don't say I'm trying to look to see if they're talking about it, what the money's looking like, but they just say a six fight deal out here. Um, you know, I'm insane. not mad at it. Hey, he's insane. Getting his money. Yeah, he's bro, getting his insane. money. I'm not mad at it. 30, bro, thirty seven. Look, man, I'm not hating on him, but I'm saying. Whoever negotiated that deal for Gennady Golovkin, boxers out there that are worried about your management or your promoters, you need to get with Gennady's people. This guy signed a <laughs> six-fight deal in which, at 37 years old, in which he's going to get eight figures plus each fight and four shows a year for his promotion company. That is crazy. Yeah. That is you know, that's young, that that's is like, he's gonna be fighting dumb, that's ludicrous, so you have bro. to assume that's ludicrous. That. that's ludicrous. Go ahead, JP. But that's my point. He'd be he'd be fighting bums. I mean, a few of those fights are gonna probably be high profile fights, like they're saying Canelo, Canelo fight. The plan is to have the Canelo trilogy in Ooh. September, but that ain't gonna happen. But you know, that's a whole different discussion. But. Um, they're saying, you know, a few of them are going to be bum fights, but every single fight he's going to get minimum eight figures, no matter who he fights. That is crazy. And That's he's 37 money. years old. That's good. You know, but, hey, <laughs> boxers out there, get with, get, you need to get with Gennady's people, man, because those people know how to negotiate for real. And let me put this out there <laughs> with Gennady. Look, hey, for real, for Gennady, sure. anybody around there that know him, I'm going to say this right now. If Gennady Golovkin does not get a new trainer uh, by the time he faces top competition again, he will get stopped. Mark my words. He will not get through this contract, this six-fight contract, without getting stopped unless he either brings in another voice in his corner or he gets a whole new another trainer. That man is on his way to getting stopped, man, for real. Hot take. On this March 10th, we got a few of them on this show that I, I'm going to keep in the archive. JP, your, your your thoughts about this deal with Gennady Golovkin and DAZN? Because, uh, yeah, there's money to be made with him and Canelo three, obviously, but uh, uh, I don't know about the longevity of Gennady Golovkin. What do you think about that? Yeah, I find it interesting. I'm surprised. Like we signs mentioning decline, I think it's been pretty apparent that. Gennady's declined over the past three years Dramatically actually But the man is 37 I think unfortunately Look guys um, 
I have a, a, a specific affinity for Gennady Golovkin. I feel like, unfortunately, due to whatever the regula- regulations was, we missed the career of potentially one of the greatest middleweight fighters that could have, have ever lived because he was over in another country. Um, footage of fucking Gennady and in, in, in the Olympics and things like this, this dude was amazing, man, but we didn't get him till he was 30-something years old. And I think he left a whole bunch of himself in them fucking gyms for no reason and never really got paid for it, unfortunately. Similarly with Lomachenko. You know, I think even the, I think Lomachenko's on decline now. And I think, unfortunately, due to whatever the regulations are, a lot of them type Euro fighters will leave their best shit in those European gyms before they ever get over here and make some real money. Uh, but yep. straight to the point, fucking Gennady, dude, uh, good for him. I, I figure they'll fight him in Europe. I'm sure there's fan-crazed people in Europe that would love to see the, the, the myth, the man, the myth, the legend, Gennady Golovkin, which he is, man. But, um, you know, good for him, dude. At this age, getting that long of a, of a deal. Now I'm interested to hear why Sign feels, you know, Abel Sanchez is going to get him knocked out. But I guess we'll save that for another day. <laughs> yeah, we got we got. I could do my own today. show myself on that one. You can just give me the <laughs> whole platform, and I'll break it down chapter one to chapter fifteen. <laughs> for real, we'll, we'll we'll get it. We'll get it another day, fellas. We got thirty seconds counting right here before they cut us off, and I ain't trying to have that. So, with that said, I want to thank you guys for coming on and and having this barbershop debate that we could go on and on about. But until the next time, fellas, which will be Wednesday, the preview show that Willow will have hosting, uh, that will be at 7 Pacific for for me. But down south. Oh, yeah, the big one's coming up. So, fellas, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, everybody's rocking us. We're rocking with you. Have a good Sunday, man. We'll holler at you on Wednesday for the big fight. We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.